welcome to this episode of Generation BTS, the podcast. I'm Christine, I'm 28, and I've been an ARMY for just about a year now. And with me, I've got Natasha. I'm Natasha, I'm 19 years old, and I've been ARMY for about six years. Happy birthday. You're no longer 18, you're now 19. Woohoo. Um, on that, I'm Leanne, I'm 33, and I've been ARMY for about seven, eight months now. Nice. All right. We're all here. Just so you know, we are not experts on music, BTS or K-pop. We're just fans sharing our love for the boys. And please be aware, we do swear. Okay. So just to put a little bit of context into this episode, it's not going to come out for a little while, but the last one we recorded was the proof reaction episode when we were quite down Mm -hmm. and... Now it's been two weeks and a day since the big festa dinner. And obviously it's been a bit of a roller coaster since then, I think you can say. Like it was a, one really sad day and then a bit of confusion. And then we had Comforting King JK come on, be live and cheers all up. And then we've had like a really steady stream of like news and stuff since then, I'd say. I think I wanted to say that that's when we're recording just because if we keep bringing stuff from this album that we're about to review back to that then you'll know why should we do a bit of a an emotional check-in just to sort of see where we are all at at this moment in time do you want to start Natasha um I'm feeling pretty good uh really loving the demos of the proof album and I'm just trying to listen to them and reminisce to back to old album and enjoy it yeah I don't know. I think I'm sort of, I still don't listen to For Youth and Yet to Come. And maybe it's because we've reviewed the lyrics. And we had, to, for the performances, the music show performances, Christine refused to watch them by herself. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did I have to watch them when they came out, because I can't not consume the content when it first comes out, but then Christine would come back and be like, do you want to watch it again? And I'd be like, I've already cried about this one, but yeah, let's... I avoid stuff that hurts. Like, I, I just wouldn't have watched it, I think. Obviously, I felt like I had to. But, yeah, I think I was sad for, like, a few days. I didn't listen to any of their music at all. And then I sort of slowly but surely made my way back in with some of the solo albums at first. Now I'm back to a place where I listen to them every morning and I feel happy about it and I don't cry even at the sad songs. But it was a bit of a journey to get there. And yeah, excited at this stage about what's to come. J-Hope's album will be out by the time this comes out, but Mm. now it's on Friday, we're getting his first single. And yeah, everything that we've had in the meantime, I've not played in the song yet, but... um, I've been playing that a lot. I'm on like level 111. Admittedly, I've had the whole day off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just not very good at phone games. It's not hard. Okay. It's not a hard game. (laughs) Yeah. All right, maybe I'll check it out then. Leanne, do you want to tell us how you're feeling? Yeah, I'm okay. I think I struggled a lot because I've only been army for a little while. And also I'm the oldest of the three of us. So I'd pinned a lot of our future plans and hopes on hmm. something in the next year. And then that suddenly sort of disappeared overnight. Yeah, I was like delivering a workshop in Portugal at the height of my career when the announcement came in and had to step out to go cry in the bathroom. I cried in a meeting. 
And obviously Christine and I weren't together. So then I've got to make it through the day, go to this dinner with all of these people who I've never met before, but I have to like schmooze them and come back, call Christine, cry on the phone, and then like put back on my adult face and go back and adult. And that day was so confusing as well. It was such a confusing day. And then I watched the dinner at like one in the morning. Yeah. I avoided it because I, I could Christine had to wait for me to come home. Yeah. So then I had to fly back. And then she was like, Do you want to watch the dinner? And I was like, No. And apologies about my voice. My voice is really, really off because I've just spent the last five days at Glastonbury. Like I streamed JK and Charlie Proof in my tent at like two in the morning on like my last like 10% of battery <laughs> when I'm in a field and there's no way that I'm going to get like extra battery, but I had to do it. And it was brilliant. It was yeah. really, really brilliant. But I've had a bit of a, yeah. I've had a bit of an up and down and I'm not, not there yet, but I think I will yeah. get there. It was really, I was really sad that you weren't here because I really thought that would have made me feel better. Luckily, I've got a, a friend at work who's in the know, but at least, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I remember he said to me like, oh, do you want to come to this meeting that we're having? And I was like, no, fully <laughs> tearing up. And then I did go to the meeting and then I was crying in the meeting and he texted me to be like, you can leave. And I was like, no, I'm already here now. I can just like run out of the meeting. So it was definitely complicated. Yeah, complicated like that. But then I think when once we watched the dinner, I thought it made a lot sense what they said why they needed the break I fully sort of understand that support the decision now I really hope that they get the time that they need to be inspired and trust that when they say they will come back they will come back yeah I think obviously from the dinner there was a point where Sugar said something about oh if we managed to go on break when we wanted to in 2020 we would have been back by now so clearly there's a there's a plan for coming back yeah and also that gives us some idea of of timelines potentially mm-hmm. and they've said that they're going to release seven albums in that time obviously so they need that time to put out that amount of content mm-hmm. if you get what i mean so we had a, a bit of time to be like oh we're sad but then all of a sudden it was like but look at all this content yeah, yeah. we considered going to lola uh we looked into it but it was i got a prior engagement well, oh, happy for new hobby. Yeah. Hobby's latest concept photo is very dark. Very dark. Very scary. Yeah. And I love angry hobby. So I'm I'm on board. I, wasn't like, sure how I love happy hobby, but angry, sad hobby. It's well, different. Yeah. Um we talk about left and right some more. I just really wanted to say that I just thought he looked so beautiful. He's never looked so beautiful in my entire life. Um I wrote in my notes, I was like, was Charlie Puth still there? I did not see him the first few times I watched it. It was in the black tub specifically. Yeah. But the hair sort of swept out of his face when he does the like little look up and he sort of leans on Charlie Puth's shoulder. So he was there. Um, <laughs> Someone was there. Someone was there. Um, yeah. So that was that was a highlight for me. But yeah, we're not out on Charlie Puth. I wanted to say as a podcast, I know there's a bit of debate in the fandom, but yeah, I think it's fine. Fans, yeah. yeah. What do you think of Left and Right? Um, it's just too much to say. It's just. <laughs> Is it the hardest you've ever seen him? Mm, no, I prefer long hair. Interesting. The the dimple era. Love yourself hair. Love yourself hair. Yeah. 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 No. True. J.K. rocks the long hair. I think on some of them, I know a lot of the fans are like, "Oh my god, I tried the scissors," and I'm like, "Oh, it's fine. I I can have long hair. I can have short hair. I don't, mm. I don't mind." Yeah, but what but, about Youngie's current long hair? 
love it love it love, love it love it love love but then i yeah. i wouldn't be unhappy if he cut it oh get lost i honestly wouldn't be because i think in the in the soup season one he looks great he's got short hair d2 era he looks great he's got short hair kind of like the curtains yeah no i think he rocks the short hair and the long hair personally i think that leads us neatly on to a section that i've called bias update (laughs) (laughs) so i've written the first thing i've written is it all started with (laughs) htar do you want to do you want to say what it is or you just want to you want to just seed it i want to like tell everyone the story right no (laughs) no i thought long and hard about this is my point but yeah i think i've officially i don't think i know I've officially changed my bias after a long think because I know in the first episode I said it was Tay and I Mm. actually I cut out the bit where Leanne said have you decided on your bias because I was going back and forth even then even then even then I was very sure at the start and then ever since I watched Deshtar which was before Christmas Mm. I think I've been swayed teetering yeah so I had a little period where I was like oh is it Tay is it Yungi is it Tay is it Yungi maybe I'm double biased I can't be loyal and all this sort of stuff and then you I don't want to be a, a tater no I didn't want to be a tater Leanne called the term tater so that one has been used a lot in our household but then I had a, a night out when I think I was a little drunk and quite bored and then I was messaging with my friend and then all of a sudden I had this like big drunken revelation and told my friend, I was like, I think my bias has changed. Becky, shout out to my friend Becky if you listen. <laughs> um, and then the next morning I was like, oh my God, no, I drunkenly confessed my bias changed to my event. And then she texted me a photo of him the next morning being like, I present to you your brand new bias, Christine. Here you go. Um, so that yeah. was funny. We tested a lot here. Yeah, we did. Where I was like, right watch this music video who do you see is it Tay? is it younger Tay? younger Tay? younger and she'd be like it's just younger and i thought you've changed yeah but i wasn't super i wasn't the most supportive because i'm like biased for life yeah Uh, but actually my my appreciation of Tay has gone up yeah yeah um, since you became a tater because now i have to be like yeah but there's Tay. isn't he so great and she's like "Mm, no Tay still is great i still love Tay. i think i said in the first episode didn't i that my main bias record at the time was Yungi and I was expecting it to sort of still fluctuate and it just hasn't he's just like steamrolled in there he's great but I think what's happened is just bias and bias records swapped okay and I still think Tay's the most beautiful man in the whole world I do but he's not as beautiful as Yungi's got me smile that's not true (laughs) in in my heart emotionally in in your heart heart, heart, that can be true factually that's not true Tay is still the most handsome thing on earth alive yeah I think if you were going to do like a people most handsome man of whichever year, should win, he should win every, year. every year. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So Christine's changed her bias, which means now, and anyone that's been watching the stats will have known that Christine has been cheating <laughs> uh, because we made some commitments to trying to not pick our bias every time when we give out our awards but christine's been living in this illusion where she's allowed to give all of her awards to Yungi because yeah. they're not take so from now on christine it was a masterpiece. you cannot <laughs> pick sugar for lots and lots of awards you right. can't pick sugar for as many awards as you have previously Fine. it's a hard burden to carry it is, yeah because sometimes he's just sugar um but yeah I think all the podcasting has helped as well because yeah. he does write the most beautiful lyrics. He doesn't write the most lyrics. I write the most. Yes, but, he does. But he just every time I happen upon a 
a verse of his, I'm like, wow, this is just the most beautifully emotional thing I've ever read and he's not ever let me down. So yeah, I think that's also part of it for sure. Yeah. Congratulations on changing your bias. Thank you. Does anyone else have a bias update they'd like to share? No, JK, forever and always. Yeah. Right, shall we get into the album? I think that's enough chat. Right, okay. So we've got a brand new era, guys. It is about youth. So we're doing the Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1 today. It's an era that in Korean was called... Which translates to the most beautiful moment in life. It's another Chinese phrase that they spell out in the characters that you see on the album cover. Um, Like, love yourself. Yeah. And the way that I interpreted that was it's about this short moment in time when you're transitioning into adulthood, the time of your life when you have loads of options, Mm. can be whatever you want, obviously depending on your circumstances, but still you have more options that you might do later in life. You can choose your line of work. You can choose your uni course. If you're that way inclined, you can choose friend group, which is a beautiful thing. Mm. And it's a moment that, yeah, is full of possibility. And I think a lot of older people will look back on that time, like nostalgically and with regret Mm. or maybe sort of thinking like, Oh, I should have cherished that time more. It's sort of where you're at in your life, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. when I read the notes, actually. <laughs> when, I, when I read the notes through and when I was listening to some of the some of the lyrics reviews, I was like, because like, exactly. you're at that stage where you're like, you, you've picked your uni and you've decided what you want to do. But like when I was your age, I've gone off to uni to study history and then failed out and then went back to yeah. study law. So you're still at this, this stage where you can like make these big drastic yeah. choices and changes you if you want to. to anything. You don't have to change. You, whatever you do, we support you. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is about you now. I'll become a porn star. You don't want to become a porn star? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like JK's personal slave. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. I think he's taking on actually at the minute. I've seen yeah, it. I've yeah. seen ads for that. I've already applied. Nice. Right, so out with uni and with JK I, I would take that yeah, yeah yeah I'd take that yeah <laughs> yeah um right and but I think also what they mentioned a lot on the album is a lot of the sort of pressure and uncertainty that you feel at that stage of your life because you have all these options but actually some philosophers and things have argued that having options sort of burdens people right because mm. it's um it's yeah it's a lot of pressure and you have a lot of like these expectations from other people and from yourself that you should like make something out of yourself but then you're like oh I must chase my dreams but also I must be able to support myself and be a productive member of society and do what's right for me but also be in a position where I make enough money and Hmm. yeah so you have you're sort of a little torn I would think because and I think I've experienced that myself like I probably wouldn't have studied the course that I studied at uni if I hadn't thought like oh I almost actually get a job after this like Mm. yeah so I think there's a lot of hopes and dreams and possibility and that makes it a really beautiful moment of your life but also there is a lot of uncertainty and pressure and you can obviously different people will relate to that in different ways but you can you can feel burdened by that and I think that comes out in a lot of these songs yeah do you feel like that Natasha (laughs) 
like at the minute I don't really feel it but then I think one of the things that you do have on the horizon which is really special and beautiful is that you're going to go traveling right yeah Um, in less than a month yeah It, it was a bit later for me but I remember like wanting to be able to do those things and go traveling and do all that Mm. and then I remember all of the like things that I learned about myself and the things that I like and I don't like and the people I like and don't like whilst I was traveling and that's a really like I think you'll feel that when you get there it's really beautiful doing it but you don't necessarily realize how formative it is Mm -hmm. until much later yeah I think to bring it back to what we were gonna talk about it also is an important era this because it marks the start of the universe oh yes I went to university school yeah between oh are you late to and this one I went to university school it was great I liked it good so I don't spend loads of time on it but the universe story for anyone that doesn't know is the fictional storyline created by Big Hit and told through various media forms so some music videos books comic books mobile games all sorts um and it tells the story of the fictional characters that the bts members play and their their trials and struggles as they move from this late teen school phase into their adult lives mm-hmm. they all bring this sort of childhood trauma to the fore through their growing into adulthood it's all quite dark so i put the words trigger warning in here just because of the themes that come up there are some themes of suicide and self-harm and things like that that are brought up through the universe story just to sort of because we're going to touch on it in the i need your music video there's Jungi's mom she commits suicide in a fire and that obviously impacts him and his relationship with his father nam dream grows up really poor again these are the fictional members mm-hmm. and has to pay a lot of family medical bills so he has a very sort of strained relationship with money I mean that's why he has to live in the crate yeah exactly in the container Tang's dad is abusive and an alcoholic Hoseok is left at a child as a child at a fair by his mom <laughs> with his Snickers with his Snickers he, she gives him the Snickers bar tells him to cover his eyes and then fucks off <laughs> so, which is really really sad um Jimin has survivor guilt mm-hmm. because he sort of wanders into a flower arboretum and sees a child there who's sort of tied up and being abused and he runs away, doesn't say anything about it, and then mm. sort of ends up haunted by this experience. Jungkook is ignored by his mom's new family. He runs away from home. He struggles with depression, self-harm and suicidal ideation, which you can see from a lot of the clips. Jin has pressure from his absent-minded father and you obviously find out if anyone's familiar with the universe story you find out why the father is absent-minded later on but mm-hmm. uh but yeah Jin's having a, a pressured relationship with his father he's from quite a like a wealthy background but still he's sort of feeling that pressure and that sort of oh my father never had any interest in me type of feelings mm-hmm. so throughout the story they sort of see comfort in the group and their fates are interlinked through the butterfly effect mm-hmm. and through Sukjin being tasked with sort of traveling back in time and saving the boys from ruining or ending their lives by acting based on this childhood trauma that they're struggling with. So it's really complicated, mm, but really great. Yeah, really good. But yeah, anyway, enough about the universe story. Yeah, should we just start get started on the album? Yep. Right, okay. So the album, this one, The Most Beautiful Moment in Life, 
part one. It was released on the 29th of April, 2015, with I Need You as the lead single. It peaked at number one on the South Korea Weekly Day on chart and number two on the Billboard World Albums chart. And it also, very excitingly, earned BTS their first ever music show win with I Need You. So a very happy moment. We'll talk about that later when we talk about I Need You. But yeah, there isn't a RMB live about this, but Sugar does a bit of an album review. His face isn't in it at all. It's yeah, just, just, it's his, just hands. his hands for holding the album, but his hands are very beautiful. It's like one of those like uh, QVC reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where he's just showing the content like a YouTuber. Yeah, I, I guess we can bring up what he says throughout the songs, but he starts it off by like getting the photo card out and he's like, oh, it's Jin, it's not me. And then he throws it behind him. Silly. So, uh, yeah, so funny. So on the Big Hit website, they talk about the album and so they do the little burb. It talks about the group growing and developing and they're no longer just young boys, it says, but I think they mean school age boys. Mm-hmm. It references the musical transformation of the group. So no, it's this is very clearly not like a straight out hip hop album, mm-hmm. right? So each track has distilled and poetic pop emotions that allows the listener to sense the soft transformation. It wow. says. Yeah. And it says, after discussing themes of school, dreams, happiness, and love in the school trilogy, they have now chosen the theme of youth and the most beautiful moment in life, the start of one's young adulthood in which the beauty of opportunity coexists with the uncertainty and pressure around finding the right path and what that means for you. Beautiful. Yeah. They sort of specified about part one, focusing more on the uncertain future and the glamour of youth. And they mentioned that the vocal line members have have now participated in writing and producing as well. So it's a group effort. Welcome. Guys. Everyone's involved. So, uh, so yeah, anyone have any initial thoughts on the album? It's quite sad. Yeah. I don't necessarily love the concept of it, but... I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, it. yes, there are parts that are sad, but there's value in in art being sad and sort of making you reflect i think but I, each person relates to it the way that they want I, I don't know how original the concept is in k-pop but i've heard like from what i was reading up about it when i studied for this it was like oh bts is beautiful concept this is very yeah. like a special thing i'd so, agree i think it's we have we have the most beautiful moment of life we've arrived at the BTS that I like know and love, which is yeah. some hip hop, some like happy, jumpy, vibey songs, and then some really nice, soft vocals mm. interspersed with quite beautiful lyrics ultimately and yeah. beautiful concepts throughout. And I think it fits because that's also where they were at within that stage. So you really see that maturity yeah. come through. You still have some sticking it to the haters yeah. <laughs> and, and dope, but you have a lot more, a lot more complicated things. Yeah. Going off, nowhere near as complicated as Map of the Soul. No. And obviously you've got Converse High as well, which is just... About Converse. About shoes. <laughs> um, but I think it, you're really starting to see them grow into yeah, that. And I really of... like the look and feel of this era. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan, actually. I'm surprised you're not a fan. Yeah, no, I agree. This is around the time when they start taking off as well, I'd say. Mm. Like, this is when critics start to take notice and... And they've got these messages that they want to get out there. And I think that's the sort of deeper meaning is, is clear in this one, even though it's not based on a on a book like Map of the Soul. So, yeah, should we start off then with the very first song, which is an intro that they released as a comeback trailer? 
It's a rap solo by my very brand new bias, Mr. Yungi. Right, enjoy talking about. Tell us about Sugar's intro. Sugar's intro. It is a track by Sugar and Slow Rabbit. They wrote it, and then it was produced by Slow Rabbit. It picks up the themes of the existential fears and. It's sort of him talking about realizing his passions and his dreams and whether doing that is going to be what makes him happy eventually. But yeah, just to get into the lyrics, it starts well, off Do you not with... want to start with the heavy breath? Yeah. Oh, right. That's you said right. the lyrics! <laughs> okay. It starts off with some really heavy breathing mm. and then he moves into this big basketball metaphor that he uses for the entire song really yeah so it starts off saying the rim looks far away today size pile on the court which i presume is the heavy breathing the boy who is afraid of reality is at peace only when he throws the ball what i'm throwing at the rim are endless thoughts and life's worries so i think i got from that that what he's doing is, is sort of comparing the basketball game and maybe even the pressure of making your basket with like the fun of playing the game and mm-hmm. like yeah he's gonna get to it later but it sort of becomes a metaphor for for chasing your dreams i think he talks about this in the behind the scenes as well he sort of talks about basketball sort of taking his mind off all of these worries that he was piling on himself when he was around that age of like 18 19 he references being sort of youthful as well he says well, i pretend to know the world but my body's not ready and the court is my playground so sort of youthful things his body's not fully grown yet he talks about the pressure of succeeding he says thoughts fill my mind so i throw my future instead of the ball i don't fit the horoscope and the standards of success which is really harsh on himself Mm. thanks to that my worry spread like cancer and god damn it that's when he like shouts out god damn it jesus yeah it's interesting that you connected the heavy breathing to the him being tied on the basketball court because even when i read through it, I just assumed he was just being sexy. <laughs> like when he whispers sugar, I just thought he just wanted to start with heavy breathing to, you know. And maybe it's just that's two thoughts in a sense. Yeah, maybe maybe it's dual meaning. He yeah. He does talk about the sort of breath on his chin a lot and oh. stuff, but he didn't say anything about being sexy in the mm. behind the scenes. Well, that's what I got from it. <laughs> and then he's talking about the basketball game as his dream, the heavy breath on his chin are budding dreams, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, running on the basketball court is like running and chasing your dreams is what I got from that he's happy when playing basketball and happy when pursuing his music dreams and then he says this moment feels like it'll last forever but the sun is setting the night comes again reality gets destroyed when I snap out of it I'm just a scared idiot again Mm. yeah which I think is relatable and also links to the album title because it's sort of talking about the moment where he's sort of enjoying himself having fun and it's ending it's, it's sort of fleeting and he talks about being scared of a looming reality. Others are running ahead, but why am I still here? And again, I was just like, well, how are you feeling like this? I don't, yeah, <laughs> what I was doing at 1819 was like nowhere near what you were doing, but still you're like, oh, everyone else is better than me. Which, yeah, I thought uh-huh. that was relatable. But then I also thought maybe actually if, if even sort of super incredibly successful people like him or feeling like this and maybe just we should all just stop comparing ourselves to each other <laughs> yeah I think yeah. a lot of people feel that way yeah obviously he isn't he wasn't where he is now then but mm. he was still like he was more successful stuff. than a lot of people exactly yeah and then he said if you are trapped in the thin judgment of others the sun will set on your life like a court what am I doing with my life this moment won't ever come again 
Um, so he talked a little bit about this in the behind the scenes and he said that, I think he says from middle school when he sort of started to think, right, I definitely don't want to do music. And he started getting jobs at production studios and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And people would say to him, oh, like, you're never going to make it. You're throwing your life away. You're going to bankrupt your family, which mm -hmm. I thought was really harsh. And that made him worry. He said he kept saying, oh, I had all these worries. I had all these worries. Mm -hmm. So do you think it is people or do you think it's his worries? Well, he definitely said in the behind the scenes, he said, people kept telling me, don't pursue music, it's don't not pursue sustainable. Music. It's not sustainable. You obviously, we know he's talked about how his parents weren't Pop, supported. Yeah. You probably are like one in a million that makes it right. But he was obviously very determined. I think it's something that we can't necessarily relate to as well, because there's a lot more failed actors and singers out yeah. there than there are successful actors and exactly. singers out there. But there's not very many failed IT transformation consultants yeah, yeah, yeah. or client managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's not like the careers that we've fallen into yeah. are very there's no success or failure. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of the arts are very you're either mega successful yeah. or it's been a waste of time. Yeah. And you can't exactly like, create a living and generate a living on that. So it's a big, big risk. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think it comes up again in dope. Mm. But especially when you dedicate your entire life and you work so hard and you're like, this is all I'm doing with all of my time and I'm not studying and I'm not You don't have a backup. You don't have a backup exactly. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah anyway, he had all this pressure and he said he wrote it about how he felt at nineteen or twenty before he went to Seoul. But this album also did come out at a difficult time for big hit as a company mm. because they they were sort of at their lowest financially at this point obviously they put a lot of pressure into the band and it wasn't necessarily taking off I don't know what sort of ambitions they'd had for it but they I know that they had to they had like an investment from an external company mm -hmm. because this external company were like okay well you can pay us back when the band is more successful mm -hmm. and I know that I need you was either one of the the lowest budget or the lowest budget music video they did so yeah it's it, interesting it, it doesn't it, look low budget oh but they had the managers and stuff didn't they play yeah. like the staff played different roles yeah and they yeah, used to remember the manager's car yeah the car scene and the car scene yeah but yeah i mean i think it might have also been a reflection of this being a time where the possibility of the quote-unquote mm. failing was maybe there and it's one of those where it. it comes into the young rm place in big hit as well right mm. so we know that those boys in particular carried a lot of the responsibility because they mm. were on the production um and had that relationship with bang pd so they held that responsibility in a way that some of the other boys didn't yeah yeah exactly or didn't have to yeah he concludes the song with saying am i happy now ultimately now that i'm pursuing these dreams that i have and he says yeah i'm happy now and then he does That's a lot good. more breathing so so yeah I thought it was a clever metaphor. He's using something that's like a child's game or leisure activity to illustrate the metaphors of of like the fun moments and the moments of intense pressure and anxiety of choosing the right path in this sort of moment in your life, mm -hmm. which I thought was really, was really nice. Agreed. And uh, it's also sexy. <laughs> I really like the trailer. Yeah. I think it's fine without it, but I think it's great with it. Um, but it's probably up there in the would you listen to it? Probably not. Well, I listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> but I love his solo stuff. You love his solo stuff. So. Whereas with the trailer, it really sort of pulls you in. I think yeah. I really enjoy it more with the comeback trailer and the animation. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just, I, it's just playing on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's very much at his, 
angry rapping phase here. I think yeah. he sort of develops his craft a little bit more later on, but uh, I think he's able to convey a, an insane amount of emotion, even though I don't know what he's saying. I, I think I know how he feels when he's doing this. I think I'm saying Willianne. I'm not a massive fan of it, but I do enjoy the animation and yeah. listening to it. Should we talk about the comeback trailer then quickly? Yeah. So it's like a cartoon. There's a school, there's autumn leaves, the basketball, school is over, there's a boy shooting hoops, obviously that compliments the song. <gasps> is that him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's some scenes of him running around, you know, he runs on the track and then he runs in the street, looking quite desperate when he's running in the street. And I think he's sort of developing and working on getting better. They see him like shooting the hoops and the running, but then also he's sort of running towards something, which is this golden flower that comes up later. Mm-hmm. And he gets to it, but as he gets to it, the leaves fly away, which I sort of thought was a, an illustration of the beautiful, moment, most beautiful moment in life. Like by the time you appreciate it, it's, it's gone. It's gone. Exactly. That's why you don't appreciate it. That's why you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how beautiful this moment is in your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is the phrase, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. That's true. Very applicable. And that's what Yungi's getting here. Yeah. So I thought the flower symbolizes you. And yeah. it's a lily, so symbolically, apparently lilies in Eastern culture symbolize innocence. No. So No live performances. There are no live performances in this. Uh, he does talk about it in the album review, and he said the beat that he used was reminiscent of dribbling on a basketball court, and the drum sample was made using a bouncing basketball. Uh-uh, genius boy. Genius boy. Genius and then he boy. talked about these being some of his favorite lyrics. And he talked, talked a lot about how he suffered writing it. So he said he rewrote it like three, four times. He'd spend like a couple of days on each, each version. The company kept being like, no, this isn't good enough. He was about to like give up after the fourth rewrite. But when the last version got approved, he said he was dancing around his room, even though he had had like two hours sleep. So that was cute. Um. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is so an, anti, an anti-crowd that I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. Right, should we move on to the second song, which is I Need You? I Need You, Girl. (laughs) Right, okay. Written by RM Sugar J Hope, P Dog, Hitman Bang, and Brother Sue. Oh. And it was produced by P Dog. And it starts out with the big bit where they say fall and everything. Fall. Everything. Fall. Everything. <laughs> and then they say it's dissolving. And then they do the fall everything again. And they say it's all falling. So you, oh, you know no. straight away, like, it's sad. It's a breakup song. It's a breakup song. Let's get on to the lyrics then. So Sugar starts this one off. And he's really distraught. He says, my life is ruined because of you. I don't even want you anymore. I don't give a shit. Your excuses won't even work. Jesus. Yeah, he's so unhappy. And then Hobie comes in and he says, everything you said is just to cover up your faults. I hate you so bad. And then they go into the pre-chorus. Tay and RM do a little harmony. Mm-hmm. And then they go, you're my everything. And then Sugar goes in with, please get out of my life. And then me comes back saying, I'm sorry. I love you. Forgive me. Shit. The torn. Yeah, really torn. A lot of suffering is happening. So then we get into this this chorus and obviously the I need you girl way way and it's why do I love you and try to forget you when I know you don't care and then I need you girl why do I need you when I know it hurts me and then we get the really lovely high notes uh, where they go I need you girl you're beautiful I need you girl mm. you're so cold and Jim and this the big like falsetto 
bit. And I think also JK does them, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then we get into RM's own distraught verse, mm. which starts with, it goes round and round. Why do I keep coming back? Nothing can help me. It's my heart, my mind and soul, but they don't listen. I'm just talking to myself again. And then he seems to take a bit of a turn. He goes, but you don't say anything, please. I'll do my best. The sky is blue again, which, you know, it sounds like he's sort of on the up and up. But then Jen comes in and goes, oh, maybe because the sky is blue, my tears stand out more. Why can't I leave you? Oh, so that it's yeah back to the break we're tortured again it's turbulent yeah exactly <laughs> and then there's a bridge where they say just tell me you want to break up just tell me it wasn't love i don't have the courage to do do that so basically they're like you just end it now and i think that's all i have to say about the lyrics they repeat the chorus a couple of times couple after times. that but yeah it's really desperate and obsessive i thought it was very like young lovey it is very young love because yeah. you're like oh i love them so much and like the, oh my god i can't live without you and like and the concept of having to ask the other person to break up with you because you yeah. can't is very very young love it's just an immature love yeah, yeah yeah place and like you're just i'm never gonna be the same i hate you yeah. and like mm, i just so dramatic i want to be with you but i don't want to be with yeah, you but i don't like, want to leave you but you have to leave me it's almost yeah. like a no you hang up <laughs> yeah I mean, the chorus was, when I saw the lyrics of the chorus, that was really interesting because you get the, like, I need you, you're so beautiful. I need you, you're so cold. Yeah. Like, wait, how can you? It's this this juxtaposition of, like, really loving someone, but then I feel like they might be a bit mistreating yeah. as well. So why do you stay in a almost toxic end of relationship just because you're drawn into someone? Yeah. Um, and I just didn't expect it to be that. I didn't expect her to be on the rocks they need her yeah but no they don't want her they just need her they need her my favorite lyric is when aram's saying that he's a fool it just reminds me of uh timini pablo yeah i mean yeah it's it's tortured that's all it is i mean i think it's either it's like a toxic whatever relationship or it's like it's clearly one where someone wants to stay and someone's being quite like distant Mm. yeah they've sort of we haven't done dark and wild yet but there's danger it's kind of also about the sort of oh i keep checking my phone you've not texted and blah 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 and like it's sort of picking up that theme of like them just not giving them the assurance that they want and at this point, they're, like, really on the rocks because of it. Mm. I only wrote down sort of one other lyric, which was the, I need you, girl. Why do I need you when I know it hurts me? Mm. And obviously, you know, post-Festa dinner, I was like, mm. <laughs> why do I need you when I know it hurts me? Why? Why am I still here? Oh, at least you can relate. And they're so beautiful and yet so cold. Oh, they're not cold. They're just taking some time for themselves. It's fine. Why don't you go into the Emory? Yeah, so the Emmy is the start of the universe story officially. Again, with danger, I think they've used the clip of Taker in his fringe and danger in mm-hmm. the universe story at one point, but okay. I don't think that's officially a universe video. So I wrote that it was beautifully tragic. So it has all the lovely scenes of the boys being together and like having mm-hmm. fun together, and those are so beautiful and precious but then you also have all the tragedies and I think all the tragedies sort of star off you get a hint of every person's backstory in this 
I wrote that the cherry blossoms at the start, this was a thought I had very late because I watched it like 15 times. But then, yeah, I saw the cherry blossoms and I was like, oh my God, the cherry blossoms. Yeah, that's like a really short-lived, really beautiful moment. It's like the most beautiful moment in life because mm. I, I've not been to Korea to see them, but I think that they bloom for a very short amount they of time. They do bloom for a short amount of time. Yeah, I thought that was clever when I realized it. It starts off all the big storylines of the of the universe stories you have Jimin in the bathtub with the Mm -hmm. water uh, and you've got Yoongi on the fire in the hotel room Mm -hmm. we have JK being beaten up Mm. which yeah it's hard yeah it looks like he's sort of getting out going out to start fights but yeah it's tough to watch um that's when they use the the manager to play the guy that beats him up don't they and then we've got Hoseok being medicated so you see him like take the pills and then drops them in the sink and then at one point when he's with the boys and he's happy he throws the pills into the fire mm-hmm. and then you've got Junior at the gas station and he the customer that drops the cash on the ground which is yeah. a bit of a deep cut but like because we see Jun go back in time don't we later and yeah. stop at that moment yeah I think the first like however many times I watched I need you before I sort of found out about the universe story I did not notice that cash on the ground mm-hmm. but no I'm like oh my god that's such a big moment it's interesting how bah I did it. Yeah, I said it's interesting. You did. You did. <laughs> it's interesting how seemingly insignificant moments can change your life. Exactly. And then we've got Taekyung on his dad, which is amazing. Yeah, like Tae shines in this. He does. Like however much you saw saw younger, Tae is just like his acting is on another level. He's so good in at the Yeah, mentally so good. good. He says in the behind the scenes, he says, oh, "I've never hit anyone before," and he sort of like practices how he's going to do the arm swing and it's just right it's here awful. yeah and uh yeah you have Jin sort of on his own in a room and he's kind of observing the others and mm-hmm. yeah but you also see the scenes of him clearly being really tortured and there's some bits where they're by the sea they're by a construction piece obviously we know that there's a, a day at the sea that they've had where Tay goes up the construction mm-hmm. thing and then jumps off but there's a scene in I Need You where Tay sort of looks at the construction and then out towards the sea and then they go straight to Jin. Wow. Um, yeah. And then we've got the six little lily petals in the white room. Jin has lily petals and then he drops them on the ground and then they burn. And then you see the lily sort of bloom on Jin's chest, mm. which, like I said at the top, it symbolizes sort of purity, but it also the white of the lily symbolizes death and sadness. It works both ways because they're like taking away the innocence of youth and replacing it with death and sadness. Jeez. Yeah. So if it's within the universe of him going back, right? Yeah, exactly. Trying to avoid that death and sadness. Yeah. V spit when he spits. Oh like, whoa, never noticed that before. Uh really liked Aram's blonde hair. Wow. And then JK's wow. fight scene, I put TT, which is like it's like a sad face. Yeah. And then obviously flower on Jin's shirt linking to story and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw this movie director guide. He did like a reaction to the behind the scenes video and he was like, oh, it's so weird how they filmed that with the flower on Jin's shirt just using a projector. Because he was like, oh, that's a really, really like low budget method. But he did say he was surprised at the amount of sets that they were in. There was in it, like even the Junior at the gas station, that's a set that they built. It's oh, not a gas station. It's not an actual gas station. Yeah. And they're along the train line, right? That's not a set. That's a train That's line. real life. Yeah. So, yeah, and I wrote that they all look great in this era. <laughs> they all look great in this era. They do. Jimmy's got his hat. Um, Jimmy in the bathtub. 
Hope says in the behind the scenes, he's like, Jimin's naked. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want wet Jimin? Exactly. No one I know. Yeah. And I wrote as a question, because I've gone back and forth on this, but does it have anything to do with the song? No. 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 Okay. (laughs) I wrote, just to give my take, I wrote that if it hadn't been for the world word girl, it could do, because I guess it could be about, like, I need you, the friend group, and then when I'm away from the friend group, I'm like, oh, this blah, blah, blah. But that is a very, like... You're stretching. Yeah, you are stretching. But the word girl is there still. So <laughs> there's no girls in the MB. No girls in the MB. Yeah. Some of the sentiment does fit. Yeah. Like, because you have the the happiness and the sadness. Yeah. And, the, and I guess the envy fits within the concept of the most beautiful moment in life, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've got this real joy of youth and friendship mm-hmm. and choices and opportunity. There's a lot of, you get a lot of um, wistfulness of them looking out at the ocean and mm-hmm. what the possibilities could be. But then the reality of the actual pressures of the stories that they're holding. Yeah. Um. So I think it fits more within the concept of the most beautiful moment of life than yeah. it does within the lyrics of I need you. Yeah. Um, I also wrote as a second question, who is the best OT7 actor? But I think we've included it's that. Tay. It's Tay. It's Tay. You can put your bets on JK if you want. No. I'll get it to Tay this time. Does Jin get a shout? I don't know he's Yeah, so the thing is is Jin Jin gets a shout after you know about the universe. Yeah. But he doesn't get a shout before that. In I need you, yeah. He doesn't In do I need much. you he doesn't do very much. Whereas yeah. And that's like the pre-universe school. What what is Jin's thing? Yeah. But post-universe school, obviously, you get a lot of those. That it's that wistfulness, isn't it? And the concentration and the you're you're putting thoughts into his head. Yeah. Jin did say in the behind the scenes that his face couldn't have looked any better. Gosh. <laughs> which is on brand. <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to performances? Yes. So I think we picked out the one where they won their first number one, and then we picked out the one outside the palace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think big performance happenings that I wrote down was opening bit. You know, they're all lying down on the on the ground. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and Hobie's over Tay. Yeah, yeah, Tay on props. So Sugar sits up, and then Tay like lifts Hobie up with his body. He like goes up on all four, and Hobie just sits on top of him. Tay on props. I I don't understand how they do it. I don't like. I want to try with someone to see whether I could lift someone up with my body like that. I'm not sure I could. Only yeah. Hobie. I yeah. try with Hobie. Maybe Hobie. <laughs> yeah. I love the shorts. Yeah. Right. So everyone's in shorts in the in the one where they won, except the Chirin first one. Yeah, they 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 act a lot when they perform this as well. They all look very tortured still. Mm. I wrote especially Jen. And then there's the the sexy dance at the chorus with the neck grab, neck grab and body roll. And then I wrote when Jimin makes eye contact with the camera. And just the big high note and the body roll. And you the crowd it's, it's just too much. It is, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. It affects me personally on a spiritual level when he does the... It's good that you feel sometimes you have to look away. Mm, yeah, because I, I look away all the time whenever like it's getting too intense. I'm always like, this is too much. <laughs> I think it's his lips. They put like a lot of gloss on his mm. lips, I think. And he's got the red hair. And then he's doing the eye contact and the body roll. And like looking sad while looking sexy. And it's not unhappy about it I'm not unhappy about it (laughs) (laughs) and then I wrote Jekka does a big spinny jump kick at the end we like a spinny jump kick don't we yeah yeah so they won 
the first one that they had did was on SBS MTV the show. It mm-hmm. was on the fifth of May, twenty fifteen. Oh. And then they won again on the seventh of May and again on the eighth of May on Mnet and KBS Music Bank respectively. And then they won again later on. But like that was streak a big deal. of wins was We watched deal. them winning, yeah. didn't we, the first one when they're all shocked. Yeah, they're all shocked and then they do the performance again within the next time they win I think that's when they put on the lipstick and they do the yeah. silly lipstick yeah yeah I didn't make any big notes about the the palace performance it was just cool. oh I did yeah okay. well not big notes cool but I said the palace performance is very cool yeah JK's shirt is a highlight and he's so sweaty right okay that's well, why I wrote that one I put there's also shots Hobie JK Tay and Jimin okay and then you linked the squishy guide oh yeah yeah she talked a lot about the hair, the wet hair. She was big on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we, we'll link it, but you can uh, you can watch it for yourself. Yeah. I can't describe what happens in it, so you're just going to have to watch it for yourself. <laughs> That's another deep cut from Squishy. Good line. Yeah. She, we think she's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we do. Have you watched any Squishy? Squishman Youngie on YouTube time? No. No. So you that's should. the problem. You should. We watch them just, just us. The, the so funniest, funny. dumbest sweetest most hilarious thing and um, it was squishy that brought the bronze baby to our attention it was yeah so yeah and saying quickly he didn't talk about this a lot sugar in his album review but they had two versions of the lead single i think there is a version of this on proof cd3 isn't there mm-hmm. yeah so maybe that was one of those versions um but then they received a new beat and he preferred that one so he was like working on it frantically to get it ready because mm-hmm. that was like quite close to the album release date yeah, he enjoyed working on it, basically. So, yeah, Hold Me Tight? Yes. Yay. Let's go to Hold Me Tight. Hold Me Tight was written by R.M. Sugar, J-Hope, V, Slow v? Rabbit, and P-Dog. And then it was produced by Slow Rabbit. Like, all the all the slow songs seems to be produced by Slow Rabbit. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I found the lyrics a bit difficult again in post. Oh, really? Yeah, I just found them all really difficult. Okay. Just uh, all references. Oh, hard. Bad. Well, I did like it until I like come into this. I had listened to it so many times, it just got to a point where I was just like, I kind of had to just skip it. <laughs> I was listening to them in order. I'd obviously start being like, yo, I'm going to listen to album. And then I'd listen to it first, like three. So it got to a point where it was just repetitive. But previously, I did really like the song. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's not one of my like favorites ever, but it's it's nice. So RM opens this one, and he seems it seems like he's talking about a fight or like an imminent breakup. So I thought it was kind of a continuation of "I Need You." To be honest, yes, I think it is. Yeah. So he says, "I empty my wine glass, and loneliness fills me. I should have just given in. Why did I argue over it?" And then he says a very arm line, which is, all I did was colour you in my paper, but when I look again, the drawing's already finished. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't get this one at first, really, but then I read an interpretation of the song saying that the song could be seen as to be about youth and, like, clinging on to youth and, like, letting go of it. And in that way, that line made sense to me because he colours in the shades of youth, as in, like, he lives them through. But mm-hmm. then once he looks at the, the painting, it's already finished, like, it's already gone. Because he's already lived it. But yeah, I don't know whether, whether it is about that or whether it's about a breakup. Um, or both. 
you know, as we've learned, BTS lyrics can be about so many things. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. It's not about the soul. No, it's not about the soul. But I think in this album, though, I think you could probably take the word soul out of the word youth in and you'd be good. And then he says, we're cell phones. Fallen will be broken. Your scent is what makes me complete. Come over and hug me. Mm. Yeah, love to. I, I thought the cell phone sign <clears throat> was it was quite nice. You don't expect like the metaphors about cell phones, but <laughs> it's a good metaphor. Like it works. There's a Sugar and JK pre-chorus where they say, I can't see anything but you. Now I can't live a day without you. And then Tay and Jimin come in on the chorus and they say, hold me tight. Can you trust me? Please just hug me. And then in the post-chorus, they say, you're still shining. You still smell like a flower. Now trust me. Hold me again. Again, I'm nothing without you. Open my closed heart. Drench it so I can feel you hold me. Jeez. It's a lot. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. And then you have Hobie's verse, and it's about how everything feels cold, even in the warm flower wind. And then he's crying, and he's going crazy. I hate it all. If there's a chance, I'll catch you. I'll run. I'm ready to get hurt like thorns. I hug you again. So, yeah, it sounds like he knows, like, this isn't going to last, but you just you just want to hold on for a little bit longer. I also saw someone connected to the universe story of Hobie being abandoned by the mother as a child and I think the opening line that he has your arms your warmth your heart I beg to see them again that kind of sounds like yeah that fits with being left by your mom at the circus yeah exactly and then there's another chorus and then Sugar comes in with like a really faded bridge Mm. he said in the behind the scenes that he did the bridge because he didn't have time to do a big verse because he was (laughs) working on the intro (laughs) oh I'm surprised you've not gone off about this bridge more. I mean, I based on how you feel about Aram's vocals, yeah, I wrote yeah, this down. Yeah. Youngest vocal, beautiful. Yeah. His part definitely is about a breakup. <laughs> it's not about you. He says, "Our breakup pulls towards me like the high tide. I know it'll soon be our last, but I can't let you go. Don't say, it, don't go. Just hug me quietly, girl." And then they do the chorus again, and then they end on, "Now trust me, hold me again, so I can feel you hold me." That that's it, really. Any mm. thoughts? Yeah, the only the only additional note I got is the Hobie vocal into the angry rap. So Hobie starts again on a vocal and then goes into an angry rap, which I thought was really beautiful. I thought Hobie did a good job. Yeah. There. So I looked at the line and the line was, I'm going crazy, exhausted without you, which I thought was really beautiful. And then there's some really good, like, before they do the final chorus, Jimin does, like, a really powerful, like, Hobie tie. He's like, oh, sings it really loud, like really strong. And yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah. I wrote again that it's about young love. It sort of reminded me of the, you know, like the really like dramatic teen romance movies when they're <laughs> like, oh my God, we're so in love. We're going to be together forever. Oh my God, but you need to go to Stanford and I need to go to NYU. And oh my God, how are we going to continue our relationship forever? They always like stay together at the end. They'll be like, we'll figure it out. And you're like, mm, this they is don't just out. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You're, yeah, you're not going to last forever. You're 17. It's fine. I, I put this in quite a... There's a moment or a period of time that occurs where you've agreed to break up. That's given too much hurt in the past. You've agreed to break up. But there's always that one, like, last meeting where you exchange your stuff or before they, like, leave the house and you know that they're never coming back. And that always seems to feel very, very, like bittersweet and overly romantic Mm. so you sort of fall back into this like love hysteria where you want to have that big last 
kiss, that big last hug, mm. it hurts a lot more than it would previously because you're sort of having that last embrace and that last moment to cement everything that the relationship was. I really loved it. Yeah, well, that's good. Sorry. <laughs> that's good. Um, right, should we talk about performances? Yeah. Um, there's only one. There's only one, yeah. We will, I think, I don't remember if I can only find one if, or if I was like, oh, these are all the same, but it's a good one, though. They, uh, they're they on a platform. On the platform. Yeah, it's when they're touring Japan and Korea in 2015. I really like the hair. Yeah. But it's like, so you've got Pink Mon and you've got Mint Yugi, but there it's all a little bit faded. It's the run hair. It's after run, yeah. yeah. So that's when they're on time, after run, and yeah, it's just... Beautiful, except for JK, who's got the coconut. I don't think the coconut on JK looks bad. Aww, sign of a true JK bias. I can definitely say that on some people, definitely looks awful. JK, I think he he pulls it off. They wear some really fancy blazers as well. Mm. Yeah, the blazers are nice. (laughs) You can really hear in this performance, I think, the vocals. Like, the vocals are so good in this. Well, and that's how I noticed Toby's vocal. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And imagine them on a platform up there. Just there in the sky, just there. Yeah. I think it also highlights how much they like harmonize with each other because mm. you don't necessarily hear that on the album. But then you see them perform it and then all of a sudden they're like doing like both of them holding the mics up to their mouths mm. and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that was interesting. V and Jimin gave some really strong vocal performances, mm. candidates for best vocal. And Agreed. Yeah, that was it really. Yeah, overall liked it. Yeah, you liked it. Uh, I, liked I liked it a lot. I liked it too. So, uh, so yeah, skit time. Shall mm-hmm. we do the skit? Expectation, exclamation mark. This was produced by P-Dog and Hitman Bang. They're talking about whether their album can reach number one. Sugar says it's good, but they don't want to get caught up in the expectations. And RM said, oh, I can't be satisfied by the album now. We have to get to number one. And then they talk a bit back and forth about they're all afraid of expecting something and getting nothing, basically but they all seem sort of on the verge of letting themselves be hopeful about how the album's going to do, but mm-hmm. they're, they're sort of being quite careful. And then JK all of a sudden goes in with the, can young people ask for tax deductions? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, why, why are you asking? And Sugar says, you can only apply for tax deductions when you make some money. And then he mumbles like, we don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad so yeah and then jk explains that his father was speaking to him about it because he had the writing credits on the outro which we'll okay. get to and i like um, that jk's dad's just checking on his money yeah yeah yeah. Like, i'm gonna make any money yet jk yeah. he's like I, I i wrote one yeah. i'm on one yeah 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 <laughs> i think it's one of those dad moments i definitely have that from my dad when he's like well this is the smart thing to do with your money <laughs> at this point in time yeah i think you can see that this is around the time when they start being able to at least talk about a number one, right? Like, yeah. They know that this is good. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, joke time, shall we? Do I want to say ta-da? Uh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> right, I'm not going to do it's that how, His how joke Asawa. sounds in my head. A joke was written by RM Sugar J-Hope, P-Dog, Hitman Bang, Ear Attack, and produced by P-Dog. This one also starts off with RM, as everyone knows, I'm sure. And he goes, also, well, no, I'm not going to say it in Korean. <laughs> no. He goes, welcome, first time with Bangtan. And he's got a big smile on his face. And then it cuts straight to JK and he goes, ayo, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready, I'll start. 
different from the other guys. My style. My, 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 my style. Oh, ayo. 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 Yeah, it's nice. It's a really strong opening, I think. Yeah. Jimin then follows up. I worked all night every day while you were out clubbing. I got a feeling I'm kind of dope. Yeah. You are, Jimin. You, you are, are kind of dope. Yeah. And then they do a little dance break. And then Hobie goes in drenched, drenched, drenched in sweat in our practice room. Look, my great, great, great dance moves prove it all. The weak, loser, whiny idiots have nothing on him because he's full of hope. Nice. Says. I think this is why... A little bit here too. Yeah. The song got banned from some radio stuff, I think, because of this line. The weak, loser, whiny idiots. It's fair. Well, so, we always being controversial. Exactly. Yungi does his rap next and he says, we're dope from head to toe. He talks about how they're drowning in work. And then he says, even if our youth rots in the studio, thanks to that, we're closer to success. I wrote that his existential angst comes up again in this because obviously they're sort of talking about later in the song, they go like, we got to make it, we got to make it. I thought that youth rots in the studio is sort of significant in terms of the thing that we talked about at the top where they've sort of not got any backup plans. Mm -hmm. They have to make it because they're working so hard. And if they don't make it, then they're wasting their youth in the studio. Uh Yeah. And then he says, girl, shout it louder, make it ring. Ja-da. And I thought, obviously, that was genius because he incorporates the fan chant in the song. No, the fans get to be part of it. And that's really, really nice. Tay does the line about clubbing again. He does this low, growly vocal. Jin does a line about make some noise until your body burns up. And then Jake comes in and he does the, because we got higher, higher. I got to make it. And then they say, ja-da again. I don't know how to describe the hook bit. It's kind of like a trumpet, but I don't think it's a trumpet. It's the... Yeah. Where they do the, most of the dancing. And then the chorus goes, I reject rejection. I'm always over the top. Everyone copies me. You all work for me. And then they go... So dope, dope, dope. I like I reject rejection. Yeah. Yeah, me too. My fav- favorite bit of dope, of all of dope really, is when... I think it's in at the end of the the second part of the first chorus and then the music sort of drops out every time they say da It sort of came up in my head and I was like, no, surely that doesn't happen in the song. And I had to go back and listen. I was like, oh my God. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It's so great. Um, and then Junie's rap happens and he gets really political. So this one took a bit of research, but he starts up saying Sampo Sede and then he says Opo Sede. So Sam mm-hmm. is three and always five sampo sede is like the three giving up generation okay and it was a term that they used to describe millennials in korea mm-hmm. who had given up on three main things of life which were courtship marriage and childbirth mm-hmm. and then you have opo sede or the five giving up generation where you also give up on employment and home ownership Jeez. and this was popularized by a 2011 report that they did that found that the traditional family unit was disintegrating and that young people were rejecting or delaying marriage and starting a family because of the costs associated too with expensive, it. Too expensive, yeah. Too expensive, yeah. Obviously, the yeah young generation don't get as much out of working hard as the generation before, but because of this sort of realization that we were losing these family units and then you had the older generation being like, oh, you should just work harder. Mm-hmm. yeah so you're only you're lazy you don't you can't be bothered to like start a family and you can't be bothered to support our economy in that way and you can't be bothered to get a job and like all that sort of stuff but and it's actually it's a really difficult liberated choice right to mm-hmm. say 
people taking that decision to just not do it. Mm. Um, and I think it's a it's a very modern thing to make that choice, whereas that wouldn't necessarily have existed. Like for my my mum's generation, mm. my parents' generation, they couldn't have said, "Oh, I'm not not going to buy a house and have kids because I want to just." Yeah, you know, pursue or, my career and do my own thing because the world was a lot smaller. Mm. It wasn't as well connected. Yeah, yeah. I think the song is about the financial aspect of it, but mm. I think that's true as well. Like it might, it's a harder thing for older generation to understand the sort of choice of being like, actually, no, I think it's too hard financially mm. to have kids. I wouldn't be able to put them, send them to a good school. Mm. I wouldn't be able to throw a nice wedding that I'd enjoy. Because they and couldn't I'm not do all of that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's it's something that they had in Korea because of the sort of growth that they've had since the Korean War, I think it mm-hmm. would, would have been. But we've had a lot of the same stuff in the uh, economies that were like capitalized since World War II, I think, where they like had one massive generation that sort of had this massive economic prosperity and everything was like Best getting industrialized and like there was loads of houses and loads of jobs and like all the sort of stuff that they could have and then all of a sudden you have this new generation and and there's nothing left for them it's because available. people are living longer and so and because it's in a capitalist economy yeah exactly the money's already gone that's where you get inherited wealth right older people you can't have... generate wealth in a way that you used to be able to as a boomer yeah exactly and also like older people they might own three or four houses like they might and they've got no intention yeah. of selling them. Exactly. So inflation just keeps on rolling, which is fun. Um, yeah, I read according to a poll the reason that South Korean people said that they weren't like making these choices was because they there was not enough money to save anything. It's hard to get a job and personal debt. There's also concepts of giving up on seven, eight, and nine, where you give up on interpersonal relationships, hope, physical appearance, health, wow. and then financial. Finally, you give up on life. Jeez. And obviously, we know we've talked about it before that they have like really high rates of mental problems and suicides and stuff. So I think that's what he's getting at. He goes on to say, "I like the number six. So how about giving up on six? And apparently, he says yukpo sade, which apparently is a homonym for beef jerky. Okay. So he's sort of making a joke saying that he's the beef jerky given up generation. Strong. Um, so I think he's making a point, like trying to make fun of these other, the other takes of like, oh, you're giving up on five, giving up on six. Like, I'm going to give up on beef jerky, like, haha, sort of thing. Like Eminem level rapping skills. Yeah. He says the media and adults say we don't have willpower condemning us like stocks. And apparently this has actually been a criticism where they're like, oh, the stock market isn't as prosperous anymore as mm. of like it like it was when we were young so like that means that you're you guys aren't working hard enough because oh Jesus. yeah and then he says why are you killing us before we can even try and yungi comes in and says enemy 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 yeah and then they do this whole back and forth when yeah. yungi burns down um aaron burns down and yungi jumps up yeah i know that that's interesting because of the criticism coming up in a song about working hard mm. so he's like you're killing us for working hard but we're working so hard and then he sort of starts speaking to young people in general and he says why are you hanging your head and accepting it already take my energy 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 sort of suggesting that the criticism is sort of what's taking the willpower Mm. away from the younger generation as in like you keep criticizing but actually that's just not making it any better and he says don't ever give up you know you're not lonely our dawn is prettier than the day and yeah so uh, can i get a little bit of hope and then everyone shouts, yeah, yeah. wake your sleeping youth, go. 
It's a really, really beautiful verse. It's really beautiful. It's so good. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's so like inspirational, but critical and like I it's got it. all of the. I love it a lot. It? Yeah. And he's talking about himself, but he's also talking about young people, and he's talking about the group, but like the fans, and yeah, so and the political references. Yeah, you're not lazy and aimless just because that's what they call you. And yeah, it's inspiring. It's comforting. I liked it. And it spoke to me. I felt. Um, and then they go into the pre-chorus and chorus again and then jk and jimin do the bridge where they go this is bangtan style different than those lying wax every day is hustle life i gotta make it fire baby and then they do the chorus again but instead of saying the normal lyrics they just say say what and say whoa so that's all i had it's a really fun song Mm. it was actually my most played on spotify in 2021 but like the lyrics are so good mm. so uh, yeah I've got newfound appreciation for dope which I already thought I appreciated a lot but it's really good I also put that it's a like a bit of an early love yourself theme because it's about like, following your own path yeah and also being like I am valuable I work really hard and actually I think I'm quite I'm a, I'm, 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 dope. I'm dope I'm good at what I do and I don't deserve all this random criticism basically Junie's verse sort of makes it relatable to youth in general, not just to them as hardworking idols. Don't was actually the first ever BTS song I ever heard. The first time you heard it, did you watch the MV? Yeah. The music video initially, the person that stood out was RM. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And do you think I think this is such a JK video? And I think I think it's a Jimin video. Really? Yeah. I think think Jimin looks beautiful. I I think Jimin bosses the whole way through. Yeah. But when we get to the MV. Yeah. Well, I guess we can. No, because I remember you. You were. You'd had got seven, and you met with that girl, and you were scrolling trying to find this. I was trying to find Got Sevens just right, and then. But like, what she did is, we were sat on my bed. And she was just like playing all these videos for me. And she was like, what about this group? Do you like this group? Do you like this group? Got Seven's one stood out because it was like very vibrant and bright. And then that one stood out just for, I think, the song. And uh, RM stood out and I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's between RM and, and, and Dunkirk. I think Jimin's look is the best. Jimmy looks amazing. He does, yeah. He really suits that red hair. And the behind the scenes, he goes like, do you think anyone would hire me if I came to an office with this red hair? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I will. Um, I think the thing that I wrote is the, the, the concept of I reject rejection, right? Mm. And I think it's a really powerful one. Um, and one that, like, I think we all struggle with and what rejection means. And I think the way that they represent it is like, oh... I don't accept this rejection. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And I think that's really valuable in life because often rejection can feel like the end of life as you know it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, you know, I didn't get the job or this guy doesn't want to date me or I didn't get the promotion or I didn't like, yeah, manage to secure this thing that I want. Whereas actually, the things that are meant to come your way will come your way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that exact thing Mm. for it to be right for you but it's very difficult to not feel that way yeah so I really liked that sort of that concept that was woven within it which was all about like if you continue to work it will all come to fruition and within that 
you're a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole like concept of just being dope and being able to tell yourself that you are. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't invalidate all of the work that you've done exactly. before just because you didn't get that opportunity that you wanted. Like all of that work can still be put towards something that's really valuable and ultimately you are dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm behind it. She's um, like this is a yeah. really great envy. Oh, this envy, this envy tortured me though because of the asshole. Oh. <laughs> is this your first time? Yes, Aram, it is my first time. And I yeah. wish this wasn't my first time. Yeah, yeah. But yes, let's talk about the envy, which is just it's, glorious. It's so good. It's so it's fun. So glorious. It's so good. My first point was like, every time Drekker interacts with the camera, it's just the most magical thing. Like he just loves it so much and you can see in this one he's just he's so I confident. think JK looks too young in the he, in he, the MV no, he, it's not about his look but he does look so like confident like when he does the fire higher thing yeah. and he like points at the camera and he's like fire and like he's getting his eyebrow like, and he's like mm, yes his performance is just he's getting right his there. performance on yeah and yeah Ginger Jimin yeah I put, so, so my lines were can you even imagine working in an office with Jimin just reading papers and looking over and looking over his glasses and not bursting into flames? No, no. <laughs> when he no. tosses the lanyards and the papers, I'm following him wherever he goes. And then he pulls the the, the, the lanyard up over it, and, and then he tosses it, and then he does like some of the performances, and I'm just like, Jesus effing Christ! And you know what? Jimin is the only one ever that I will accept in a tie. Really? Because he's wearing a tie in that MV and he's wearing a tie in some other performances and it's the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He's hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. And in the in the dope MV when he comes forward, he's a little bit angry. Nowhere near as angry as he was in the school era. No. But just angry enough that it feels like cute, fluffy, sexy. It is. Yeah. And now you've got a bit of angry and swagger Jimmy and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take my children. Take my firstborn. <laughs> I will give you whatever. Yeah. Mm. So the concept is that they're dressed as like real life jobs, really. And I think they're trying to say like we work just as hard, if not harder, than people in these professions. Mm-hmm. So Jin is a, a doctor, oh. a pediatrician, I think, because yeah. he makes all those silly faces and stuff. Um, Hobie's a race car driver. Well, he looks super swaggy. He does. He almost doesn't look like himself. Yeah. And then Junie's a hotel porter, which I thought was a bit of an odd choice. No, not, not like a not like a pilot. traditionally hardworking. Well, like hard uh, you working, don't know that, but like not one that you'd be like, oh my god, I struggled all my life and I made it to a hotel. <laughs> I mean, you know what you mean? Yeah. Sugar works as like a rescue service worker. He kind of looks like a navy, but apparently it's actually like a rescue service that they have in Korea. Tay's a really cute detective. He says he's Conan Gray in the behind the scenes when he yeah he's got the glasses and he's got this like a suit but he's got shorts but he's got shorts he looks so tiny like <laughs> he looks like he's very old. he's very cute yeah i did write i want Jin to be my pediatrician even though i'm an adult with no kids yeah yeah i think Jin does a really good job in dope as well because they're all like quite like angry and swaggy and then he's just just full silly on brand yeah good to see you yeah thanks for being here <laughs> yeah and I really like the dance. The dance. Oh, the Corco is amazing. It's so good. It sort of manages to be powerful and cute and fun and sexy at the same time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it, but they're like jumping around, crossing their arms, and then the bit where they sort of do the like crossed arms and then they do the little like thrusty mm. forward, hip forward move. Yeah, it's fun. I also really enjoy the bit where they like stumble. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Any thoughts on the da- dance dash? 
Not on the dance, but on the outfits. Go on. JK can arrest me. <laughs> he can arrest me. He can, yeah. He'll do whatever he wants. He, yeah. I, I, he's too young in this to arrest me, actually. JK I, can get lost. I do agree. He looks a little young. He is 17. He's so, too young. Yeah, he's too young. But yes, he can arrest you because you're closer in age. So I would <laughs> stay in my boring office job if Jimmy was there. Every oh, day. Sure. I would turn up and I would do the work. You don't have no, to no, pay me. I don't. I would do it for free. Yeah, I, I will be there. It's fine. I'm free. I will pay you. It's okay. Um, there's a cute reaction video. Of there this is where... where they're talking about how flaily Youngie is. Well, no. Yes. No. That's what I brought. Youngie's flaily. Yeah, Youngie's blonde, and he keeps saying the yellow-haired friend is all over the place. And then Hobie, bless his little heart, keeps being like, Junie and Jen have improved. And just... they're like, yeah, yeah, they have improved. And then he's like, yeah, they've improved, right? And Jimmy's like, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> yes, they're not sure. <laughs> Jimmy talks about how handsome JK is. Oh, yeah, they do. He does. He talks about how handsome JK is, like, the whole way through. Yeah, he does. And their performances, should we talk about those? Yes. Um, I'd link the... Oh, you did the dance park. Oh, yeah, the dance park. The dance park is cute. Mm. in shorts. It's great. Um, <laughs> is it... <laughs> Stop hitting on! I've never been I, like. Mm, it's not. It's not. I great. think the problem with Youngie in this dance park is his chicken legs. He doesn't have the most felt legs, but I don't care about that. I'm allowed to enjoy yeah. his shorts. You can okay. enjoy his shorts. Yes. Uh, Jimmy in this dance park also. Gorgeous. Oh yeah. Anyone oh. in grey sweatpants Jesus in a dance Christ. park, I just can't even. Yeah. I can't even cope. See, I never thought about the grey sweatpants, but then I saw them on Jimmy, and I was like. Yeah, it's a thing. And he's wearing the glasses as well. Yeah, he's got got the little office glasses on. Yeah, Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he knows. He always have red hair. And then I put JK just chilling in his jeans, and then they do the little head tilt, and I'm a bit lost. Yeah. Like I get a bit dazed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you have thoughts on the dance break? No, just on JK's outfit and shoes. Yeah, he's wearing the big brown shoes and near the Birkenstocks. Timberlands. 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 Yeah. So performance-wise, I linked the Mnet comeback stage where the fans sort of stand around the stage. When they're all the office fans. workers. Yeah. They are all in ties, and I didn't hit it. Nice. Maybe they just need to be tied. Fine. And then the musical one, where they yeah, all the change music. their jobs. I don't they like that. I want them to yeah. stick with their original jobs. Yeah. Jimin's not even an office worker. No, I know. He's like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, I initially thought it was like a, a take on the, what they want. What to they be. want to be because Hobie's the tennis, Hobie's player, tennis player and Young is a conductor. Yeah, yeah, but then some of the others are really random. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't even write it down, but I... Tay's not a saxophonist or a farmer or a farmer. Yeah, yeah a farmer. I put Tay should be a farmer. Tay's a doctor, not That's a saxophonist or a farmer. <laughs> and then June is a pilot. Yeah, ridiculous. And Jay's a mechanic. He, he has his Yeah, and Jen's some sort of captain. I think. I think is this one that. Um... Hobie changes the lyrics. I forgot. He says something, but he's, he changes it to name his dogs. On yeah, 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 yeah. It's RM Sugar and, his, and Hobie's dog names. He puts in instead of the, like, where I said it was banned for, like, uh, right, bad language. Idiots. Yeah, young money idiots, yeah. So he changes it to, like, the dog names. The dog names, yeah, it's very sweet. Sugar said in his review that he... Um, Really liked it. It was well received. It's a dope track, he said, even. Very long. Yay. He said he wrote his part really quickly in 10, 15 minutes, and it was approved right away, he said. 
he was talking about like the music shows that they do because mm-hmm. they did quite a lot in this era and he's like oh they're actually really tiring like it's a really long day like it's like draining physically and mentally but he said actually for Joe, i really enjoyed it because it's such a like a fun song okay and I think you can see it when he dances. He looks like he's having fun. He is having a really good time when he dances. Yeah. And he gets to be kind of at the front. He is. He's at the side. Yeah. Could be in the dance line. Exactly. He's not. But I definitely, when we were watching some of the performances and the dance prac, I was like, they're definitely hiding Judy and Jim back there. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Because it's, it's too hard to keep up for them. Yeah. So you barely even see them. And I was like, look at young girl on the side. Yeah. Flailing around. <laughs> I thought he did great. He did a good job. Yeah. Right. Boys with fun. Time to have some fun with the boys. Boys fun, with fun. 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 Hyung Tan Sun and Dan. This one was written by our Sugar J Hope, Jin the Jimin, P Dog, Hitman Bang, and it was produced by Sugar and P Dog. Nice. So, yeah, good for them. Sugar producing. Yeah. He's a very expensive producer. He is now. Yeah, I'm glad that V was in it because V's part in Boys With Fun is, I just love it. V is great in that, yes. Um, so Hyungtan in Korean means fun, excited, and Bangtan means bulletproof. So they're sort of changing their name into the fun boys instead of the bulletproof boys. And Sugar said, actually, Hi. I didn't know this, but Sugar said in his behind the scenes bit that this was like a fan nickname that they been given because they were like quite like easily distracted and silly behind the oh, scenes and all that sort of stuff so people had started calling them King Tan Sonny and Dan instead of Bang Tan Sonny and Dan. Aww, yeah. Young Tan. Yeah. It starts off with the group and they're sort of all chanting and then rap line sort of take it in turns saying we're here the fun boys and like fun fun. Fun fun. The fun fun. And then Sugar does the first verse. He talks about how they're fun until dawn. This is so fun. All the fakeness has gone home. And then calls for everyone to come dance, whether they're rhythm deaf or tone deaf. So everyone can dance, regardless. So that's good for Aram and Jin. Um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you made a bit of shade, laughed at it, and then looked. Yeah, I'm just open with my shade. RM comes in with this little like, let's ride, go with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he talks about reaching the peak. You can't go to the peak by being, being normal. normal. Baby. That. And that's strong. Yeah, agreed. And then Hobie comes in and says, fun, fun, forget the engine. Fun, fun, speed on fast. Then he's going to go crazy today. And if you don't want to go crazy, then you can go home, basically. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. Jimin, that's the pre-chorus. Um, the moment the music flows, I think I'll go crazy. You're gonna be shaken by my body. And then the rest of the vocal line join in on the chorus. They say, I was always like this. I'm me from start to finish. Sing it. And then Vigo does his Yeah, that one. And then they go back to the we're the boys with fun, the fun boys. And JK does, I don't even know myself. That's when he sounds all swaggy at the end. Second verse gets even more chaotic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it down as V's growl, but I think this is—I think this is a tiny V rap. Okay, it fine. is a V rap. It's a growly rap, though. Yeah, but it's not a vocal. Fine. It's this next bit after that second verse is a V rap. Yeah, fine. Go on. What does he, he says, say? My fatal body movement. My insanity is crazy. I want to do everything my way. So don't touch me. <laughs> Um, and then Jin comes in with you can only that Jin's rapping here he is there's less of it it's smaller 
um, he says, I'm the oldest, though they play with me and is answered with no, no, no. And then he says, oh, well, who cares? I'm satisfied. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then V's back. Yeah. He's joined the rap line. He's got some shit to say. It's going down. Mm-hmm. And all he has to say is, yo, my name is V. It's V. It's V. <laughs> yeah. I set the tone for the competition. Yeah. It's really, really loud. He like shouts. I think it's more of a shout than a rap. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hobie comes in and says, hey, stop, stop, stop. And V says, I'm sorry. And then Hobie picks up. Yeah. Hobie has this line that doesn't make any sense to me, but it says, take your pick, take your pick. Hoshik, take your pick. If Hope is with us, we won't know time is passing. And I'm guessing Hoshik is like a cute version of... Yeah, I think it is. I saw a, a translation that was choose. Oh. So it's like choose, choose, choose me instead of V. Because I've just oh. got V out of the way. They choose me, V, I'm the, I'm rap line, you're out, get gone. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because V had done the apology. Yeah, 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 that's, that's true. And then there's a little weird singy bit where they say, let's, let's wash ourselves with sweat. Chicky mm. chaka chow. Today I'm at Mini Minimo. Nice. Yeah. I like the Mini Minimo. Yeah, me too. And then um, there's another bit where he's warning people against taking nonsense and talking behind his back. And he goes, I'll bite you with my teeth. Bleach Until you bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Bleach dry. Jeez. Yeah. Then there's a bit where he goes, did you eat? And then he says, Chinese, chi fan lo ma, which also means have you eaten, apparently. Okay. And in Korea, it's like a common greeting that you say to like friends and family and mm-hmm. to say like to be like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, have you eaten? Have you eaten well? Mm-hmm. Apparently, that also exists in in Chinese. It's apparently the same the same thing. I don't know why he says it in Korean and then Chinese, but so then the bridge comes and they say, all you fun people gather here. Any other fun people get behind me, and then they go straight back into the main chorus. They end on where the fun boys, fun fun. I don't even know myself. So yeah, it's a it's a fun I song. It. Yeah. It's, it's, I was really confused and disorientated the first time I watched it with the whole V, the whole B, um, talk about nonsense, but in one of them, like, Kobe literally, like, picks him up and, like, moves him out of the way. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, that's Silly. fun. Silly. And I think he changes up his line for the performances. He There's does. He says, it's me at the, co- it's me at, like, Music, music Bank. bank. Yeah. Hi, it's me at Music Bank. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, it's not, like, a super deep song. No. Um, it's more about the like rhythm and the fun than the like lyrics and the meaning, I think. But I think it's designed for performance, right? Yeah. It is about like being yourself and letting go and going crazy and letting your hair down and like youthful carelessness. I, I love trying mm. to relate it to youth. Nice. Yeah. It's also another mm. band song from the album. Oh, really? Yeah. It says it's banned because the pronunciation of some lyrics is similar to a chicken brand also the chinese phrase is banned because it's associated with swearing words oh uh, maybe that's why it says it then yeah and yungi said in his uh, behind the scenes that he initially wrote the beat for hobie because he thought it was like exciting and he was like oh yeah i really thought hobie could do something with this but then it just didn't really happen and then he went back to it when they started working on the album he said and then it was like oh this beat is fun let's do something with this so yeah performances is there anything else we want to say about them choreo's fun yeah there's the music bank one where they're wearing the nice outfits and then it goes into i need you Ooh, that's yeah, the, the that's the i need you of the shots yeah all the the, shots. but the blazers for boys of fun also really good sugar in the hat of the love jacket yeah he's the only one that's not in the blazer but yeah i really liked 
Jimin's blue blazer. He's got like a royal blue blazer. And then JK's got a red one. And those are my favourites of the blazers, if you were wondering. Of the blazers. I was. Yeah. I'm often wondering what is Christine's favourite blazer. Jimin's blue one is great. nice as well. Jimin's one's nice. But I do think Sugar brings it with the leather jacket and the hat though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> So you should, if you're going to watch one of the performances, this one's a good one, because then it goes into I Need You, where they're all in shorts. And Hobie is thriving in those shorts, as is Jimin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The outfits are really nice. Like, mm. they're some of the top I Need You outfits, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they do have the wet hair, which, um, yeah. I'm we're about. We're about, yes. And then they do it at this Japan concert yeah. that we also talked about before. And they don't do the choreo, but they, like, jump around, look great. Right. And Jin versus... Leopard print. Leopard, yeah, leopard print cardigan. And I just think that looks great. I would wear um, that. JK's wearing the Dennis Menace cardigan, and I don't think it looks so great. Sorry, JK. Oh. Yeah. Do you disagree? Mm, I think I agree. There's a bit in the Japan performance where someone's at the barrier. Yeah, there is. It's Jimmy, he's taking his jacket off, and then he's going to go to the barrier. Yeah. Which is just, can you imagine? Yeah. There's also a bit where Jin sings into the army, but I'm not into the mic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I just <that. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sings into the army, but I'm not singing into the army, but then I just put that down and sing into the mic. Oh, that's cute. And there is a very cute soap dancing moment I put as well. Yeah, it looks great. I'm a fan of the Japan. Yeah, me too. And then they and also then you performed liked the recent uh, one, the Bangkong. Bang, Bangkong. Bang, Bangkong, yeah, from 2020. And yeah, Where they're rocking the florals. Yeah, and it's cute and happy. And when Hobie picks up B to move in, I'm dead. I want Hobie's hoodie, but I also want to be able to pull it off, which I doubt I can. Yeah. I really enjoyed when it came on at the BTS night. Nice. Yeah, me too. It was a good one that everyone was like, oh! And then you all just like, don't know the dance, but you all just join in to mess around like they do when they perform. Yeah, it's definitely one that you can like shout and dance along to go a bit crazy yeah yeah it's a good one yeah for sure right converse high should we get our converse out yeah lads (laughs) jesus do we own any converse i own some converse they're not high tops though yeah me too i own silver some flat ones they're not the red high tops that Aaron wants uh i've got a blue pair that i wear not very often because they hurt my little toe People with wide feet, just not meant for shoes in general. (laughs) (laughs) The Converse High song is written by RM Sugar, J-Hope, P-Dog, Slow Rabbit, and then it was produced by P-Dog and Slow Rabbit together. We feel like Converse High is very similar to Coffee in that they were just given a topic Well, actually, told to write a song about it. Actually, Sugar says in the behind the scenes that it was rm song that he'd written about his love for girls in converse oh yeah. and then they all came in on and it. then they had to all write a song each, oh, like, write, write write a verse verse each yeah, about how they converse. felt like converse yeah and he said like to be clear I, I don't actually hate converse i think they're fine but like i just wanted to write something that was different than rm and Hobie's so junie already had a song about how hot girls in converse were yes yeah from pre-bts days like maybe trainee days. Oh, maybe trainee days. Yeah. That makes Converse High feel a bit better. It does, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my first note on this was, I lucky thought that this was a song about a high school where everyone wore Converse. Because <laughs> they keep going Converse High, and I'm saying, yeah, this the Converse High. Oh, types. right, as in, like, the high school yeah. where We're everyone wears... We're all going to Converse High. Where yeah. everyone wears Converse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
like, what's the high school called in High School Musical? East High. East, East high. high. Right, got it. Yeah, um, it's definitely about high tops, not about commerce. <laughs> not about a school. No. Everyone wears commerce. No. So, yeah, it starts off with RM, and he says, if I had just one day, I'd go see the person who made Commerce Highs, because that person saved the world. Wow. And then he goes in with F, the name brands, Chanel and Alexander McQueen, is how he says it. But he was going to start his own label. Yeah. All the clothes are black. It, maybe it's that's for him, though. And then the, right. girl, the girl can wear red Converse, and he yeah. can wear all black. And yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. so hot together. <laughs> And yeah, he says, you know what I want, white t-shirt, jeans, and red Converse highs. That's it. Nice. That is the perfect Simple outfit, man. according Simple to man. RM. And then Hobie doesn't care what color. He keeps it on brand, obviously. And he wants the rainbow on your feet. Mm. Yeah. But he also says, together with your body makes me go hook, hook. I, I guess that's a good thing. Nice. I don't know. Rather than the stars in the sky, I want to see the stars on your shoes. Oh, nice. Haha, <laughs> without Namjoon knowing. So. Hobie's trying to woo the girl in the Converse high. Yeah. That RM wants. Yeah, and then when they perform it, they like, he goes like, haha, and then it looks at RM, and then RM goes like, mm, yeah, and I heard that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine living in a world where you're being chased by both RM and Hobie? That sounds great. Just yeah. one is enough. Mm. Never mind both. Yeah. So then the pre-chorus is from Tay and Jimin, and it's about the color of love. I've already been colored by you, but I still wear Converse lows. And then the chorus comes in where they say they can't help liking the Converse highs again. And the I really, really like you. Converse highs. I really, really like, like you. Converse highs. I really, really want you. And then Trigger hates Converse. Yep. Yeah. But he also think, he thinks it's a lie. When you look all flashy with your black stockings and your high heels, and he prefers Jordan numbers, so he's all about the the Jordan sneakers. The Jordan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air Jordans. Air Jordans, yeah. Those are better than Converse. And then he says, don't you know, Converse kill your charms. If you meet me, don't wear Converse. It's too hard to take them off. <gasps> Youngie! I know. No! <laughs> yeah. And, oh my God, my head exploded. <laughs> I'm going to have to, yeah. I need to go outside. I'm just take a minute. It, take a minute. Yeah, it's it's a good point though. The covers are hard to take off, especially the high tops. Especially the low tops, tops yeah, you can slip off, you but the high tops, yeah. no. And okay. then they so they're do... too hard to take off. And yeah, you have to take a break. And then the chorus, and then the outro again with the Converse high. I really really like yeah. And then Nam Jung shouts Converse high at the end. He just loves them. Yeah, he really loves them. <laughs> I've got a bit more time for Converse High knowing that baby Junie just wrote it yeah. on himself and then it became a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cute. And then we know it got banned from being broadcast on TV. Was it because of the brand <laughs> partnerships? Was it because of Junie's F-bomb? Or was it, it because of Sugar Sexy Talk? It, it wasn't was, because of Sugar was, Sexy Talk. It was the brand <laughs> partnerships. It wasn't because of Sugar Sexy Talk. Yeah. Maybe it is Junie's F-bomb. Maybe. No, I it's the brand names. I think I, I read that somewhere. They did perform it at one point on Mnet and they had to change it to Lover's High. Lover's High, yeah. yeah. Which then makes even less sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like when he says, Lovers, lovers, I really hate lovers. That's. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, and yeah, Junie's lyrics, when he says the name brands, he says, F you women and F you men, F you everything. Jeez. Which also is quite different. 
there's a little bit of choreo and yeah they they point to their shoes a lot mm. but they're not in converse which i guess again is the like, brand comparison thing <laughs> but, like we yeah we couldn't we couldn't promote converse on the on event they've got very strict rules silly yeah they also performed it in japan, japan with the shoes dancing in the background it took me 15 watches to see this but it's only jin Junie, and hobie it's like a little unit performance I mean, you're just distracted by the dancers. No, no, it, honestly, it is because they cut Sugar's part and Jin does all the singing. I put the turn up jeans on Juni, a beautiful, and the suspenders on Hope with a choker, honorable mention. Not noticing that none of the other boys were there. <laughs> no, I didn't The ones that were there, I noticed. Yeah, but it was because I was looking for, like, oh, what was so and so wearing? What was so and so wearing? What was, was, was Jungi wearing? Well, yes. Where's Jungi? And Jimin. Right. Tash, any thoughts on Converse um it's really catchy i think it's just a general good happy song agreed it's a happy one yeah all right let's move on to moving on let's move on to moving on hilarious you've been waiting it's it's a good second it is better than let's go to go go it's yeah moving on to moving on it's uh it's better Right, so Moving On was written by RM, Sugar, and J-Hope, and P-Dog, and it was produced by P-Dog. And this is about them moving out of their first house in Nanjiandong, which is the same one that they talk about in Run BTS. The blue house. Yeah. This was just a little bit of a note about the process, but I honestly, I cried so much researching this. <laughs> it was... It's hard. It was hard. It was so hard. It was, yeah. It might have moved me anyway, but obviously... With where we are at the moment, it just After the dinner. differently, yeah. Um, anyway, RM starts this one off as well, and his first words are, Ayo Sugar, yeah, very iconic opening. Um, and he says, I remember how we came here three years ago when you and I used to fight all the time, and that's when I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first line. I know. They're not fighting anymore now. Yeah, they don't fight anymore. They it's don't. Okay. He talks about the wallpaper, bathroom, and veranda were all blue. Back then, I thought this was a big place, but my ambition grew too big. When the nine trainees shared a 17 mm. Pyong house. What is this? Nine? It's like they had certain, like, different trainees living in the house. Yungi talked about it in his behind the scenes that they, at one point, were, like, 13 people or something like that. But yeah, so it's just the different people that they had as trainees at the time. Right. Anyway, they shared this 17 Pyong house. Young is a measuring unit, so the house that they would have been in would have been around 56 square meters or 605 square feet. He talks about, we were always hoarse from an uncertain future and worries, seeing all the senior artists at the end of the year awards. Let's not forget those things, but put them away, which is mm. a very junior line, I thought. Yeah, very sweet. This place smells like us. Let's not forget the scent wherever we are. We cried a lot and laughed a lot, but it was so beautiful. Oh, Jesus. Dung, third floor, thank you. Jesus oh my gosh, Christ. this is when I start crying again. <laughs> that line is just so beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And then they go into the chorus, and Tay sings the first one beautifully. And it goes, Let's move goodbye to this place that we grew attached to. Let's move now to a higher place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, <no. again. laughs> they're moving on to, I, I wrote, they're moving on to better things, but it's still sad. He says, While taking the last box out of the empty room, I looked back for a moment. Thanks, we cried and laughed. Goodbye now. Jesus. Oh at least this isn't uh yet to come. Like the yet to come lyrics are hard. Yeah. They're a hard day, but they're not as bad as these. Right. But also reassuring that they write goodbye songs all the time. Yeah, that's true. 
I hope his verse comes next and he says three years felt so short but so long there were many memories and then he talks about finding bank accounts and credit cards as they're about to leave which I was a little, little confused by but mm. I'm guessing it's like I don't know I have all of my bank stuff in like a drawer in like, one box yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never go into yeah. and then you when you move I guess you pick that stuff out as much as the place was small, we were bound together tighter, fight right here, hitting each other sometimes. There's more stuff in the beginning. I have more than when I started to. Now let's take our pride and go towards a bigger world with a bigger dream, a new start, a new beginning. Excited to see how it will become. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then he talks about finishing moving boxes and wiping the dust. And after he wants to get some jajangmyeon, which is this black bean noodle dish, which mm. is really, really nice. And yeah, apparently I read in this Korean girl's interpretation of the lyrics, she said that it's quite common to eat well when you're moving because it's like a takeout food, basically. Aww. And then Sugar's verse comes and it has a bit more of a personal tone. In the behind the scenes, he talked about wanting to reflect both sort of moving locations as in moving out of a house mm-hmm. and how his life has changed as a result of moving and also, but also like moving on as like a person. Okay. Yeah, so he like wanted, grow in. Yeah, exactly. He says that ever since I was in my mother's womb, I counted the days for my first move. I remember why I had to move the machine in my mom's heart and the big scar. Oh. So he talked about this again in the behind the scenes, and he he said about when he was in his mother's womb, that was sort of his first house, and then he thought the feeling of moving would be from going there into the world, and then he talked about how his mom got very sick after he she sort of gave birth to him and then had to have surgery and he had to go live with his grandparents for Aww. quite a while he talked about this line being about the respect and adoration he has for his mother no sort of filled with his love for her very oh, sweet very, boy very lovely and then he talks about his moon from Daegu to Seoul so he says in the winter of 2010 in Daegu a naive and childish me would measure the size of the world the mm-hmm. cost of my moving into a house called commercial was people pointing fingers at me saying that I was following money. Mm. So the commercial house is the trainee house because mm-hmm. apparently that it's just means a house owned by a business. And the people saying he was following the money was the people he worked with in the music scene in Daegu and who thought he was selling out mm. and becoming an idol, basically. So, uh, yeah, and he talked a little bit about sort of how he moved from being like Miningi, his mom's son, to Miningi, the high schooler, and then being Sugar, the idol, who was a mm. trainee in Seoul, which I guess kind of leads us into the <laughs> persona bits where they it come does. up later. It does only come up later. Yeah, exactly. Next, he says, moving left many things with me. Whether I liked it or not, it changed a lot in my life. My life was about paying monthly rent. I struggled, you know, lived with my pride, put into the down payment. I read a few different translations on this because I wasn't really sure what he was talking about. But yeah, I don't know if he's sort of talking about his decision to move to Seoul being like financially motivated, as in like he wanted to pursue the the route that may would maybe would make him the most money doing music because of everyone saying oh you're not gonna make it your family's gonna go bankrupt blah blah blah. i don't know whether he also had to sort of support his family in some way because he was obviously of a working age he, he talked about his delivery job, delivery job. He was a trainee that's how he hurt his shoulder i presume that they weren't paying rent at the company house although i don't know that they isn't training really expensive yeah well i think what usually happens is that you like get trained and then you pay back a loan okay so just take um, it. yeah but you can go into debt as a trainee but i yeah. don't know whether you also pay for your accommodation while, while you're doing it maybe it all gets wrapped up into one like yeah. package who knows who knows yeah if you do know please write in 
he has talked about how he worked in Vegas well before he moved to so he worked like making money as a producer I think he also talked about giving lessons in like rapping and music producing and stuff like that when he was a trainee he obviously did the delivery job well like we said and he worked in secret so he couldn't tell the company which I guess maybe alludes to the fact that he was maybe giving the money to someone else because mm. yeah if he was doing it for to pay the rent then maybe he would have told the company and maybe the pride bit is about how the decision to move to Seoul actually sort of was a bit financially motivated but I don't know because he would have somewhere to live for free yeah and he would pursue the route music wise that potentially like if if he made it would make him the most money mm. I don't know well it all worked out it worked out yes <laughs> <laughs> luckily it did oh, um, he's a millionaire he is yeah money many times over so next he says so I'm gonna move again I'm gonna have a dream a level higher than being an idol and I thought that sort of reminded me of the Dionysus lyrics when he says, born as a K-pop idol, reborn as an artist. So mm. he wants to sort of transcend those yeah. boundaries of K-pop idolness. And then he says, when will I stop having to move again? I hope it comes quickly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. In my research, I said, he's reflecting on the sentiments of moving and the sad parts of his life that have led him to having to move. So his mother's illness and the financial struggles. But he sort of seems to also allude to the pressure and like stress of always aiming higher mm. and like restlessness of ambition. Um, a bit like in outro her. Yeah, like he wants to get to a place where he feels settled and like he's achieved what he's wanted and he, he hopes to get there quickly. Mm. But has he got there yet? I don't know. Yeah. He's probably got, he has. To, no, he's got, he's, he's, he's got to the place where he wanted to be when he wrote these lyrics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, but he, but obviously the goalpost keeps changing, right? The yeah. ambitions keep changing. The things that you want keep changing. Yeah. So Jimin and Junker come in and sing the two last choruses. So they do the chorus twice at the end. And this song has some great vocals. Mm, I, I love them really so much. Really beautiful just vocal. like soft and breathy and like mm. lovely. Jimin's goodbye, goodbye now vocal. I noted is just really beautiful. Now, Tangent in the, in the beginning, beautiful as well. And yeah, um, RM then does the outdoor in English, which goes, everyone's afraid of changes, staying, moving on, staying, moving on. We keep repeating the same things again and again. I guess that's life, I'm afraid. Old or new, new or old, that isn't really important. What's important is that we still breathe and live in the same place. So let's move on. Nice. Yeah. Thoughts? I think you can tell. I love this song. You like it. Yeah, yeah. you love it. I really like it. I've got a lot of um, time for it. Tash? I absolutely love it so much. Nice. Come on. So what, one of your favourites? Um, Top seven. Mm. Like Christine said, she when she listened to it, it made her cry. I think when I first listened to it ages ago, it probably made me cry. Aww. For some reason, I remember listening to it in Bath. Crying. She's in a bath of her own tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I do really like it. I don't know if I like it as much as you girls do. I definitely didn't have the same relationship with it until I read the, the lyrics. lyrics. Like I So I just I thought, did... always thought it was like a nice song. But then I read the lyrics, I was like, oh my god. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe even even on my reading of the lyrics, I still think Hold Me Tight has better lyrics. Oh, so I'd really like connect with this, whereas this is just about moving. To be fair, I hate moving. Don't you think like when you move, don't you have that 
time. It is really sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. I try and put it off. Yeah. It's like stressful, but sentimental. But then I think I can just like picture if you live in that close quarters with all these people. It's almost like like, leaving uni, right? Yeah. And you've like stressed so much and been like, oh my God, are we going to make it? Are we going to debut? All this sort of stuff. And you've had all that adversity and lived in this like one room with seven guys that you maybe wouldn't have been friends with otherwise. But Mm. now they're like your family. Mm. Well, Sugar said in the behind the scenes, he was like, oh, we were about to move. So we were like, oh, let's talk about moving. This is how basic we are. Let's talk about coffee. He was like, can you see how basic we are? Like, we just talk about what's happening. (laughs) But yeah, no, I just thought it was a really beautiful reflection on this period of their life. when they worked really hard and they had all this uncertainty and all this like adversity, but they also achieved so much. And like, they would have. No, but they did. When they weren't moving on, they hadn't. Oh, but they had achieved stuff. Like, they'd they had achieved debuted, something. They debuted, debuted like, and they had school. Yeah, and stuff. They'd achieved more than like. Whereas I think if they'd written it after "I Need You" and the success of "I Need You," then I get more sentimentality from it. But by now, by now they're not that successful. Yeah, but like they're like on the brink of success. I think yeah. that's what the skit tells you. Yes, like if you're a K-pop band and you don't ever win a music show and you don't ever get a song mm. from the number one on the singles chart, like you're still you can still be successful you still be successful yeah yeah you That's still fair. have your fans and you still like you can do a concert and you still for, got like, your letters yeah and you can still do a concert for like i think mm-hmm. people who play the o2 that's like 10 20 000 people right so, and like, for a lot of people that's the pinnacle of their career yeah right? exactly maybe they've got to a point where they not after just for them first year or so they were probably just they weren't getting paid by a company being like, oh, yeah, this is your wage because they were paying it back to a company. So yeah. then this might be a time where they've actually been like, oh, we actually got, like, a couple of quid this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Joe Kiss said, right, about his taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Sugar keeps going, like, we don't get paid, we don't get paid. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sugar talks about in his behind the scenes that it has a lot of his favourite lyrics from the album. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Performances? Yeah, performance-wise, there is a performance from Japan. I think that's mm-hmm. the only one that we found, except for at 2021 Muster, they performed it as well. Mm. So the Japan performance is where Sugar's in the blue shirt. Yeah. That's my best best Sugar look. Yeah, I thought it was nice. You can see how they sort of harmonise with each other on the rap verses. Mm. So, like, at the, at the end of Sugar's verse, where JK joins, joins him to sing the, like, last two lines where he talks about, like, how he hopes the last move comes soon and Junie sings the fight right here with Hobie beautiful uh, yeah and then Junie hugs Sugar at the start and he looks like he cries at the end Junie yeah he does mm. yeah I was so jealous of everyone at that concert yeah, it was 2015. really beautiful yeah is that one the one where Chum Chum goes up to the barrier yeah exactly. yeah I was jealous of that yeah I was just jealous of like it seemed like such like a special moment mm. I don't know I just thought it was really nice there was a top comment on the YouTube video that I thought was really nice and I've amended it slightly, but it says, please never take down this video. It's beautiful and it has so many memories behind it. This song is worth keeping in our thoughts and our hearts going forward. Let's love them, their identity and their values and cherish every moment we have with them before they become memories that our kids and grandkids will hear from us. Let's be and stay armies forever, no matter what. And Aww. she wrote that two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Before they'd even gone. And I was like, oh, that's so relevant, but it's, like, so beautiful and nice. I really liked it. It's a very good performance. It's a very sentimental one, isn't it? It really shows that emotion. And, as I said, Sugar looks great. The JK is Dennis the Menace cardigan I can live without. Fair enough. He's not got the Dennis the Menace perfect. 
cardigan on. Is he not? He's wearing like a speckly grey top. Ah, oh. that does sound better. He looks great in that. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, and then they performed at a 2021 master and they sort of, sort of sit in the chairs while they do it and they have their yellow butter outfits on. Yeah, and Junior's uh, got the yellow moment. Yeah, he does. And then when Yungi does his verse, B sort of mouths it along with him. Oh, I love B. He like, wanted to be in the rap line. Yeah. <laughs> Junior changes his English bit at the end to be about moving on from the pandemic. He says, moving on from this pandemic shit, what will we get? And what did we get? We don't know, but one thing's for sure. We will just move on. Sweet. Nice. Anything anyone else wants to say about Muster? Nice. Shall we move on? Conclude? <laughs> no, but, oh, wow. <laughs> I missed that one. Terrible. Terrible. Come on, yeah. time. Wow, yeah. After all, Love is Not Over is the last song of the album. Um, it's a short version of a, one that we get on the uh, Young Forever album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that one's written by Jungkook, Jin, Slow Rabbit, and P Dog. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that's when time. Jungkook gets his writing credit. That's why he's worried about his taxes. Yeah, he wants the tax return on it. Exactly, and he also he helped produce it, so it's produced by Jungkook and Slow Rabbit as well. Nice. Anyway, they go back to the desperate love of "I Need You" and "Hold Me Tight" here. Mm-hmm. I think JK starts it off, and he says that long night seems to be only flowing as it follows you. And V comes in and says, this time seems to be fading as it follows you. Then Jin goes, I can't go on if you're not here. Love me, come back to my arms. It's really lovely. Yeah. So I sort of summed up how I feel about the first dinner. Love is so painful. Yeah. Goodbyes are even more painful. The last line is, without you, I don't think I can be. Love me, love me, come back into your arms. And then they repeat that section. And then they do the, love is not over, over, over. over. Oh, it's really great. Yeah, it picks up the themes of the album quite well, I think. Um, It seems to be about time fading, youth fading away, and it ends hopefully, I wrote. Oh, Mm. love is not over. So, is it love is not over as in love still exists outside of that relationship? Maybe. I think that would be the how you've closed it, right? Like, you can still love someone and have loved someone and love again yeah after a relationship and well they're not there yet they're not in love yourself yet but there are no like even though we've broken up i can still love you but not be in love with you ultimately and look back on that relationship fondly yeah and love still exists as a thing that i can access yeah i can meet someone new i saw it more as from the youth angle where they're saying the new and most beautiful moment in life is not over. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's more albums. There's more albums, yeah, exactly. Um, Inga talked about in his review that he gave Jungkook a lot of advice when he was writing it. He was really proud of him. He was like, oh, our Jungkook has talent for this. And he talked about how it was meaningful that they all got to participate. That was part of them getting to the next level. He actually said that. And yeah, they enjoyed the process and enjoyed creating the music and obviously they get more involved later so it's nice. nice good for them yeah exactly anyone else anything about the outro i really like it mm, I really like uh, it. it's a nice way to end the album somewhat sad mm. vocally if that makes sense um but yeah i'm looking forward to hearing the full version yeah i like the full version as well but uh yeah we can find a performance of the short version that's why we watched the long version it was nice. Oh, it was nice. <laughs> so they've got some wet hair going off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. jk has got the wet hair and they're all in the white. Yeah. I really do like the wet hair. The wet hair is... Mm. They can... It's a good day. They can come back with that if they want. Mm. 
if they feel like they should. The comeback, the wet hair comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this time, that's what we're getting to. Brace yourselves. <laughs> then there'll be a whole song about wet hair. Yeah. Like there's one oh about God, coffee. I look so sick to the wet hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sugar's verse will be all, I, I hate wet hair! hair. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're digressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Is it awards time? Yes. Oh no. Awards time! Awards time! Yeah, okay. Best mm-hmm. lyric to Sarah's off? Tash Fest. It might be a bit more than a lyric. It's the ending part to moving on the English bit by RM. Mm. Oh, yeah. It is a really good one. It's so good, yeah. Mine is also from Moving On, Junie's verse. And it's this place smells like us. Let's not forget this scent wherever we are. We cried a lot and laughed a lot, but it was so beautiful. Nun him darn third floor, thank you. Oh, that is really beautiful. Oh my god. I could not stop crying. Man, what was your best lyric? So I've got two, okay. but one's not really a lyric. Right. It's like a concept, and we sort of talked about it earlier. The sure. the dope, I reject rejection. Yeah, I feel like I could like print that on like a canvas. Yeah, and like put it on my wall, or like maybe I want it as like my oh background, my like my background, like a mantra mm. as I go through life. I need to be reminded to reject rejection. Yeah. So that one was close, but actually, I think my favorite lyric was "Why do I need you when it hurts me so bad?" Oh. Just from "I need you," yeah. I feel like it's just like where I was at. So that's how I'm coming. Okay. Next. Nice. Best rap? Do you want to go first? Yes. These okay. rapping boy were fun. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah. Best rap going to be. Oh, um, you'd be so proud. You would be so proud. Yeah. Just because it was so unexpected when I listened to it. Yeah. And then when I watched the performance, I was like, is that like two lines of rapping from B? And then when they have the whole tussle yeah. between like him and Hobie and Hobie's like moving him out of the way. And then the fact that he changes it for yeah, the different yeah, yeah. like stages and different shows i love it i've got yeah best rap v got it given it tay young it's yours well done well done v if i can win best vocal we can win best rap yeah we don't stick in boxes here um dash my best rap is in dope we are sugar goes enemy 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 and then we are right that's a good one it's very swaggy yeah mine is also i just put Jenny's rap in dope Mm, you really like that. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to give it to all three verses of moving on. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, <thought laughs> I just couldn't separate them. I couldn't be like, no, it was Arms verse, it was Sugar's verse, it was Hobie's verse. I just thought they were all like equally beautiful. And then I was like, you know what? Genie's Rap and Dope is deserves, out. deserves the bench. Like I said, when we covered it, it was political and inspiring and genius boy stuff. Critical and inspiring both for them and for the fans I think well done Junie well done best vocal I can go first on this one my best vocal is Jimin's bridge and final chorus of hold me tight where he does the like big strong vocal and then the really massive high notes that I really like with the falsetto and that he belts for a bit and then he does this big falsetto high note thing and then he sings the last chorus and yeah it's joyous it's really beautiful really good and yeah, I think you can see that he's come such a long way as a singer. Mm, from yeah. the school era. From the school era. Yeah, exactly. you can hit the notes now. Yeah. And like he's always been a high registry singer, I think. But 
there's a difference between the high note in No More Dream and like this. this <laughs> there is a difference, yes. There is yeah. a difference. Even though the high note in No More Dream, high note also is good, but yeah, it's not this. I went Jimin as well, and I was close to giving it to Jimin in Hold Me Tight because I've got a lot of time for Hold Me Tight, but mm-hmm. I give it to Jimin in the outro, Love Is Not Over, mm-hmm. because the start of Jimin's vocal there is in English and it says, you know, tell me why. And he does that, tell me why. And then he carries on the vocal in Korean. It's just really beautiful. Yeah. I really like it. I really like Jimin throughout. Like, he's a brilliant vocalist. Natasha? I went with Jungkook in outro, Love Is Not Over. He's like finishing his sentence and it's like very breathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is nice. I'll say again, though, that I also thought all of the choruses in moving on. <laughs> You can't just keep shouting out. You, you shouted out too. I did. I did. Sorry. So, best dance break. Mm. What do we What do we like? I went end of dub. Same. End of dub. Like that choreo that I want you to teach me when oh, they do yeah, like yeah, the yeah. arm and then they do the twist and then they do the hand. The so it's not like a dance break, right. dance break, but like it's they're dancing for a couple of seconds and it yeah. just like really like hits. I mean, like that. Yeah. Well, you said the same, Tash, didn't you? Yeah, I went with dope, but the I think it's like middle-ish bit. Oh. With the doing like the hip frosty bit. Mm. It's a good day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about you? I put the chorus of dope, which I guess also incorporates the end bit because that is like a, a chorus, even though they don't sing the same words. The bit where they dance in dope. That's mm-hmm. good. I think it shines in the dance practice, but also in the music video. Mm. Yeah. Live performance? Mine is the second bit of the performance of Boys With Fun, when they're going to I Need You, when all the boys are in the shorts. With the wet hair. With the wet hair. Yeah. Wet hair and shorts. And in that, V does that really angry hip thrust. And I'm always a bit like, nice. Yeah. And actually, you know, even because they're all in shorts, can't really see Junie's shorts as well as I would previously. Hobby and Jimin take the short prizes. Mm. They win the fire awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I went with. I also put the music bank, but I put music bank where they did Boys and Fun and I <laughs> because they look beautiful in both but like in oh you want to take the way. whole thing you yeah take... i don't know i couldn't couldn't separate but, but yeah okay well, you are uh, already chose any choice so maybe i'll choose both it's fun then okay it's fun it is fun i like a fun performance and then, then you can dance. and you can see the v hobby tussle yeah and he has his leather jacket on which, is, mm, yeah. which he looks good in yeah he does mine is the I don't know, I can't remember which one, but it's dope. The one where Hobie's got the tennis racket. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I almost forgot. Uh, I hate that one because they're what? wearing the wrong outfits. It's, I, a, it's I think a really Hobie's good great in it. It's he's a really so good one. It. Hobie's very good in it. Yeah. So happy and vibey, and it's just it's just good. I almost picked the one where they're all office workers. Yeah, that when was, they're all office workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was up there for me. Right, best luck. I can go first. It's It's. Jimin and the Dope and me. Of course it's Jimin and Dope yeah. and me. That's where mine's going as well. Yeah. Mine's same as yours too. You went Jimin and Dope as well. I just, I can't get over it. Like, no. I, it, I talked about it enough at the yeah, top. Like, about all of my feelings about if I worked in an office with Jimin. Yeah, I went back and forth and back and forth and then I watched the Dope and me again. I was like, no, it's this. He is the hottest thing yeah. alive. He is. Great. Right. Jim and Sweeping, best luck. Yeah, Good day. Exactly. Well done, Jim. Yeah. Jim. 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 Yes. Jim. Nice. 
Okay. Skip. It's skip time. And yeah, it's mm. a tough one, I think. What have we chosen? I picked intro. Sorry, Shira, but it's just it's just not for me. When it comes on and it's all breathing, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't like it. I like just. I can't believe this. But yeah, it's so, fine. It's fine. It's not your genre. Whatever. Shall I hit you with mine? Which is the same. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I was going to let you go and do your skip and then come back, but I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll hit you. Yeah. 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 I don't need angry rapping. I don't mind the heavy breathing and I really like the animation that goes with it. But for me, because I need you starts with the oh, that's when the album starts. No. Whereas it's some of the other it's intros, so nice like some of the other intros start the album. The other intros are just alright. So no, there's Jimin's one. Oh, yes, I'm just thinking. See, yeah, fine. Get lost. <laughs> she also agreed. Sorry, Shugs, your intro. I'm skipping it. This album for me starts on "I Need You." No, that's just incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, what are you skipping instead? Converse high. Converse oh, high. No, yeah. you can't skip Converse high. Yeah, no, I don't need it. Yeah. Is it just because Sugar hates Converse? Uh, no, I don't know. I think it's, it's dumb. It's a strong <laughs> album, but it it was the least meaningful for me. I think it's because I can't skip the intro. No, I, you never, wouldn't want to. I would never skip an intro. An intro? No, I would never mean... skip this intro. Right? Yes, fine. <laughs> never, never in a million years. No, but I'm moved by that intro. It, it's not that it, it's like it's good. Like it's also not some of Sugar's best work. No, it's like his first best work. You're working so hard and you're just skipping out. It's just a basketball reference. Wow. <laughs> She's going to hit me. <laughs> that basketball Fine. reference was the most genius thing anyone's ever done. Okay, I'm not hearing different. Um, right, Sorry, okay, let's not start fighting. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Again, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. All right, best track. What have you chosen? Natasha. Moving on. Oh, nice. 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 Yeah. Me too. Me too. I chose moving no, on. Yeah. That's fine. I chose moving on. I really, I was going to no. give it to Dope for oh, all really? of my research. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I was so moved by moving on. It was so moved. I thought you were going to give it to Dope. Yeah. Dope is so very I good. I really love Dope. And I probably might play Dope more. Yeah. I'd say Dope fits in more places. Yeah. But yeah, moving on to a better, more moving song. And it has better lyrics. Mm. Although I also really love the Dope lyrics. So, mm. No shade to dope, but it's moving on. Mm. No, I was between dope and I need you because I always like the happy wherever you are bouncing around. But I give it to I need you. Yeah, I don't think I need you so strong. It's like I think it's like I just maybe think, the I really weakest like it. lead song. The, the no, single, maybe outside of the school era. Maybe I don't know. I just yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I like the music video, but the song I'm like I I wish I knew more of it. I never skip it, but like I never. No. Cue it either. I need you, girl. Oh, you when that plays and I'm in the street, I feel like the baddest bitch alive. I'm just like, oh, yeah, shit. they do need me. Yeah, yeah you yeah. need me. I don't need you. I do come back, but mainly they need me. Right, MVP time. MVP. MVP. Who did we choose? I, I give it to Jimin. Mm. Mm, I give it to Jimin for vocal and best looking dope. Yeah, it was like across the board with the vocals. I think. Mm. And then I still can't get dope Jimin out of my head, and I don't intend to. So I give it to Jimin. Nice. Dad? Mine, I picked J Hope. Oh, nice. Um, I quite liked the outfit they wore in dope. 
and mm-hmm. I really like his rap in Moving On. I don't know, I think alt songs he it's like a different sound of J Hope in each yeah. song. Nice. Yeah. I mm, I agonize a lot over this it? one as well. But well, you can't go to sugar down, can't I, you? No, I Because they know. Super no, triple I wasn't bias. gonna. I wasn't gonna. But well, maybe I was torn at the end. I was like, oh, maybe it's it's because he's written all these really beautiful lyrics and he's written this intro and it's produced and he's done all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but if he does really well and dope, <laughs> even though, and he wasn't at the back, he was I at the end. The I think he deserved it, but because I was aware that I couldn't always choose him, and I chose him for the last one um, <laughs> when it was allowed-ish. You can choose your brides, not just not every time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't really, choose them two times in a row. If you, they really deserve it, they really deserve it. But no, I, I picked him in. I agonized between, I was going to pick Tay for the longest time, but then oh, I did yeah. all of my other awards and then I was like, it's Jimmy, it's Jimmy, it's Jimmy. You could have given it to Tay for the rap. Yeah, Come I mean, I, I should have given it to Tay. No, I, I'm happy with I wrote that Tay has the most writing credits aside from the rappers, and he's, uh, it's a really good album for the low vocals and the growls because he does a lot of that like the oh and the like all that sort of mm. thing and he's super sexy for a while he is yeah but Jimin just he looks beautiful in this era and mm. his singing's come such a long way and mm. he looks ever so cool and sexy but like without the like out there bravado, without the angry yeah yeah he's swaggy now he gets it for the personal growth I think most valuable player is it V or Jimin it's Vimin. It's Vimin. Yeah, give it to Vimin. I give no, it to that's cheating. That's cheating. No. Yeah, and it was the eye contact and I need your live performances and how beautiful mm. it looks in the bathtub. But then V's acting. But then it's. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, oh but, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mention for V. Honorable mention, but yeah. Oh, maybe this is the time when V gets it though. You're shaking your head. Why? No, I mean, the, I don't think he should get it this time, but I think there is a album that is going to come up soon okay so yeah um right shall we do our uh our final scores right yeah. go on you go i thought this was a beautiful album and at the end i was like oh my god i must give this seven it's beautiful but then i was like actually there are albums that i prefer to this one yeah you can't say it's as good as map of soul persona no but there are also albums that i'm like oh my god that, that's my favorite album if i yeah if i'm grading on a curve it's 6.5 the same as Love Yourself Now? Yeah. But as always, I, I would say before before we did this podcast, maybe I didn't think that I would rate it this high, but mm. the lyrics of, I, I really care about lyrics, guys. I just, yeah, I love them. So, yeah, it's massively increased my appreciation for this album. 6.5. 6.5. That's so high. Yeah. It was also because at the end of the review from Sugar, he said that this, felt very memorable because it was packed with songs that they love and they got for the first place and everyone participated so it's a really special one and I was like yes it is so I give it a six which is higher than the school era but not as high as Microsoft Persona or Love Yourself Hair it's a good album I liked it I really didn't hate it right. it's a six from Leanne well done boys I'm the same as Leanne really. and we're picking between 5.5 and six. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give it a six. Nice. Um but that's what you give love yourself her. <sighs> to be clear. See, that was my problem. I'm trying to like try to do it like mathematically because I'm like, right, out of nine songs, I like one, two, three, <laughs> four, five really much. 
So yeah. then that's quite like, you know, high, but then I'm like, so I don't know, but I feel like 5.5 just seems too low. So you you have you've got quite you've got quite a spectrum, yeah, because you gave uh are you like too far and too cool for school three point five. So you've got more breadth. No, but I feel like I'm I'm kind of being like Christine's got it a lot of like high, 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 and then I'm like, oh yeah, I do like this album, but I won't listen to that, I won't listen to that, don't like that, nope, get rid of that. And then it's like out of them five that I like, I could whittle it down to even less. Like You don't have to. You can give it a six. If moving on weren't on, it'd be four. <laughs> what about Dove? I need you. Right, I'm going to go it right. Now you've just said that. I'm going to go solid six because obviously Dove were first song. I'll just give you that. Extra point five for Dove being the first introduction to BTS. Yes. Brilliant. Perfect. It's a six. What a brilliant album. What it's a good a era. Album. What a beautiful concept by BTS. Thanks, guys. Thanks, for guys. For us of the be- most beautiful moment in life. Shall we see where we are going next? Yes. Let's I'm move ready. on. <laughs> yes. Let's move on from the most beautiful moment in life, part one. <laughs> We're going to wings. Yay! Yeah. Uh, all, all I've seen is a wings tour. We watched oh that wings gosh. tour until like four in the morning. When we're like, let's just watch like 10 minutes of this wings tour. This is my first comeback. Get ready for the feet, feet, yeah. feet. So, first, we're going to do the solos. Yeah. And then we're going to do the rest of the songs and then give the album a grade with the solos in. Yeah. And we'll still do the categories for the solo songs. It's just. I feel that's going to be so many good performances. I know. Yeah. Um, if you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you, thank you. This thank is you four so episodes in. Yeah, no, this is like seven episodes in. Yeah, and also a long episode. I, I think it should be. <laughs> um. So um. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. And rate us on Apple and Spotify if oh, you want. And um, the recommended rating is five stars. But obviously, you can choose yourself. Right. Do you want to tell us when they where they can t- contact us on social media if they want to, Tash, if they want to judge our opinions or um, get in touch with questions we've asked throughout? <laughs> uh, yes. So if you want to give us a message on Instagram, it's at generationbts underscore, or you can email us at generationbts all the albums at gmail.com. Liam, do you want to wrap it up with your quote? Okay, so here's your daily reminder to use BTS to reject rejection because you're a bad bitch. Yes, nice. <laughs> Bring it back to the first episode. It's a uh, full circle we've done there. Hope you appreciate that, loyal <laughs> listeners. If you're a new listener, you might not get it, but it's, it's I'm not as cheesy as, as it sounds. Anyway, I've been Christine. I've been Leanne. And I've been Natasha. And we have been Generation, Generation BTS. BTS.